This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And Bitcoin is in the news today. Uh, evidently, Bitcoin, the value of it, is uh, moving upward several hundred dollars good, just good. in the last few hours. So that's always a good thing. Uh, and it's mostly making headlines because Twitter's Jack Dorsey is making a bold bet and some shockingly stupid statements. I don't understand Bitcoin maximalists, you know, and as I understand it, Jack Dorsey is one of those. His solution for all of Bitcoin's problems is essentially the Lightning Network. Have you ever played with the Lightning Network? I have not. It's awful. It's the worst thing I've ever dealt with. But in it regard sounds to so flashy. It sounds so technologically sound. Lightning. <laughs> it is none of those things. Uh, I'm pretty experienced when it comes to cryptocurrency and extremely experienced when it comes to technology and things like that. Getting Bitcoin onto the Lightning Network took me about an hour and a half to figure out how to accomplish. Yeah. And, and, you, then, and you knew, you kind of had an, an idea of what you were doing, yeah. whereas if we're talking about the normies, it's like, forget this. Yeah, it's never going to happen. There's zero chance that the Lightning Network is going to fix any of Bitcoin's problems. Plus, it's all built on a trust system. I'm not sure exactly how it works out, but one guy lost, like, I think it was 15 Bitcoins because the nodes with which he was communicating couldn't agree on how much Bitcoin he had. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bad idea all around. But Bitcoin adoption has stalled and crypto trading volume has crashed, according to Forbes. I'm not sure where they're getting their data from, but I don't think either of those statements are true. But that's not uh, stopping Twitter's chief executive, Jack Dorsey, who's convinced Bitcoin is the future. The Bitcoin price, still half its all-time high, has struggled to regain the levels it reached in late 2017, although it climbed through last year after a disastrous 2018. Again, though, um, that's that's Forbes for you, I guess. It's a heavily slanted article here. It describes it as a disastrous 2018, yet it climbed through last year. Yeah, it's just oh, last up, year was 2019. I don't know what year it is. Ups and downs, ups and downs. It's just like the climate. Yeah, but it, it definitely g- trends upward. Oh, yeah. It, it, correct. Just like <laughs> the climate, just like the weather or, or temperature for over the last 10,000 years has actually declined. You have these every hundred years or so, ups and downs, ups and downs, yeah. and uh, it, it only makes sense. This is how, it's how life works. It's definitely how economics works. The Bitcoin price soared today, though, briefly climbing above the $9,000 per Bitcoin mark. Uh, I, it's still well over that. I think it's like 9300 right now. Some have suggested that the, the coronavirus emergency is behind Bitcoin's 5% I, I, I saw today. that. I it's like, how does that even work? Are they what? Not... I have no idea. Um, It's a bizarre speculative statement, though. But anyway, amid regulatory scrutiny triggered by social media giant Facebook's plans to launch its own answer to Bitcoin, plus other regulatory scrutiny thanks to this little cartel that's building itself and trying to regulate cryptocurrency alongside the state, Dorsey has vowed to help Bitcoin development through his payments company, Square, which does allow people to buy or sell Bitcoin cash, I mean Bitcoin, but I've never done it. Have you ever used a cash app to buy Bitcoin? I have not. I'm, I'm a simpleton. When it, I'm still using Coinbase. Okay. 
Well, we got it. We got Coinbase stuff to get into as well, which said it's only a matter of time until instant low fee Bitcoin payments are as common as cash used to be. For Bitcoin to become a widely used global currency, one that cannot be stopped, tempered with, or rigged in anyone's favor, improvements to Bitcoin's user experience, security, privacy, and scaling are required, Square's cryptocurrency division wrote in a blog post this week. Square Crypto is focusing on lightning, Dorsey added via Twitter. Mm. And I think that's where everything just sort of goes awry, because lightning is awful. Square Crypto, which was created last year by Dorsey to spearhead Bitcoin and cryptocurrency development at the company, has said that it's building a development kit for Bitcoin's Lightning Network, a way for smaller Bitcoin payments to be sent more quickly and cheaply without clogging up the Bitcoin blockchain. The, the fact that it even can be clogged up by small payments that are prohibitively expensive mm-hmm. is kind of a problem that Bitcoin can't address Without this Band-Aid technology that they call the Lightning Network that is so confusing that I, who have worked in tech for more than 10 years, had a difficult time figuring it out. So Bitcoin's Lightning Network has been praised by some as the potential savior of Bitcoin transactions, something that will allow the clunky and encumbered original blockchain-based cryptocurrency to compete with the likes of more nimble Dash, Litecoin, and Ripple's XRP+. Plus. Bitcoin Cash. However, it's unclear what mainstream adoption of the Bitcoin Lightning Network would mean for the Bitcoin price. Uh, It's unclear because widespread adoption of the Lightning Network is just never going to happen. It's way too confusing. But according to MSN, uh, Bitcoin has lost steam, but criminals still love it. Which is interesting because I don't think I've ever met a criminal who accepted Bitcoin. What do you mean by that? I, I just, they use cash. You don't, there's, there's plenty of criminals out there who use Bitcoin or some type of I, cryptocurrency. I know the government keeps alleging that. I'm sure. But I'm not I, sure there's any data I'm whatsoever. I'm sure you have had interactions with, and, what, and how do we define criminal? Victimless crimes? No. Things, well, I would say it's people who are doing things that the state has decided are illegal. Okay. Well, then in that case, I'm. I know you've dealt with criminals. <laughs> I don't. Everything we do is illegal. I don't think anything I do is illegal. Well, to us, it's not. But I'm. I'm according to the state. I don't think I'm doing anything the state says is illegal. Are you? Maybe. Okay. I don't think I am. <laughs> the last. Few... I'm talking about victimless crimes. I'm. You know, something that the state has deemed right. Uh, either criminal a criminal act. Uh huh. I mean, we no, no, even normies are cre- are 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 can be penalized or can be uh, said to break the law on occasion, whether it be speeding or buying something that they shouldn't have bought, right? Or jaywalking, or yeah, or basically buying something that they're not allowed to buy again. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, what which of those things I supposedly have done. Hmm. I mean, well, I, well, you're a saint. Not obviously, really, but I mean, as far as traffic laws and things like that, those aren't related to Bitcoin in the first place. So even if I do speed, it's not any way related to Bitcoin. Mm. I'm talking about, I guess, drug dealers and hitmen and things like that, and specifically, you know, black market goods and services. Right. I don't think any of them take Bitcoin. I would be surprised if any of them did, because Bitcoin is so easy to trace and cash is superior for anonymity. 
But the last few months have not been good for Bitcoin, says MSN. I'm not sure where they're getting that little statement from, but the value of digital current tokens has steadily dropped. Bitcoin trading on cryptocurrency exchanges has slowed and using Bitcoin to buy legal items that has also dropped. Well, not here in Keene. I bought a Monster Energy drink today for Bitcoin Cash. Bought one yesterday for Bitcoin Cash as well. So there's certainly avenues for people to spend cryptocurrency legally. But one corner of the Bitcoin economy is still going strong, the sale of illegal drugs and other types of law-breaking. The amount of cryptocurrency spent on so-called dark net markets, where stolen credit card information and a wide array of illegal drugs can be purchased with Bitcoin, rose 60% to reach a new high of $601 million in the last three months of 2019, according to data released Tuesday by Chain Analysis. Chain Analysis, I guess. A firm that tracks every Bitcoin transaction, a firm that tracks every Bitcoin transaction and serves as an advisor to an array of government authorities. All the more reason to not use Bitcoin, especially for illicit purchases on the darknet. That's insane. Use Monero or Zcash or Horizon or any of these privacy currencies that exist now. The continuing growth of illegal transactions underscores the difficulties that Bitcoin has had in moving past its reputation as a refuge for scoundrels, even as Wall Street institutions have begun buying and selling the digital tokens. Well, we're going to get into what Coinbase is up to and their little syndicate they're working on building. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform that you can find at local.bitcoin.com, which allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin Cash using dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, Bank Deposit, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site. And all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. So finally, a global trading platform that respects our privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Again, it's local.bitcoin.com. And it's great because if you use the escrow system as a buyer, it's almost impossible for you to get scammed out of your money. You know, if you actually use the site as it says... It's very difficult to get scammed out of your money at local.bitcoin.com. Awesome site. So as we talked about, or as we alluded to rather, Coinbase and Ripple executives are working together to what they what they characterize as help drive U.S. crypto adoption. But what is ultimately really just them creating a cartel of major cryptocurrency companies that get in bed with the state and write regulations to keep smaller companies from even getting off the ground. Oh, yeah, that's the name of the game. Yeah, we've seen it in countless industries, and we're going to see it more and more. And now it's Coinbase and Ripple who are heading this in regard to cryptocurrency. So two executives at Coinbase and Ripple, two of two companies that I absolutely hate. Coinbase used to do good things. 
back when they only supported like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and Litecoin, it was a good place to send your grandmother or whatever to buy cryptocurrency because all of the coins there were prominent ones. They were reliable. They were time-tested. But now, yes, grandma might end up buying something that she didn't want. And the user interface sucks. I recently reactivated my Coinbase account for reasons, and the user interface is just going downhill. It's almost impossible to send yourself Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or whatever out of the Coinbase wallet because they just hide it from your view as a user in the browser and in the app. It's just ridiculous how Mm. bad the user experience has gotten. But the Market Integrity Working Group's co-chairs, now the, the Market Integrity Working Group is what they're calling their little syndicate of cryptocurrency companies. They want regulators to grasp how they can advance the cryptocurrency industry because that's one thing regulations have always done, right, is advance the industry they're regulating. In an official company statement, Coinbase Senior Director and Associate General Counsel Rachel Nelson, in conjunction with Ripple's Head of Global Institutional Markets, wrote, To improve market integrity and provide consumers the confidence they deserve, Congress may need to enact legislation to support the orderly and secure functioning of crypto markets. Because the government has always been good at that, right? Providing stability and security in markets. And security, that's the name of the game. Like I said, it's, uh, and of course, running off any uppity uh, up-and-comers. Yeah. Which is what it's really about. Who who might have better ideas, by the way. You know, they might have a better mousetrap, but they never get their foot in the door because uh, get shot off by uh, good old Coinbase. Such legislation could expand the Commodity Futures Trading Commission's authority to include the regulation and oversight of digital commodity exchange markets. So as we talked about years ago. Coinbase is basically bending over and begging for regulations because it believes that the federal government is going to regulate cryptocurrency anyway, and it wants to shape those so that they're favorable to it. The working group, which officially launched on January the 23rd, 2020, outlined the problems that Saddle exchanges. According to this organization, state-specific regulations are to blame. Consumers and cryptocurrency exchanges deserve a clear regulatory framework, the establishment of which would ultimately enhance market integrity and drive consumer adoption of cryptocurrencies. I don't know by what reasoning they're coming to that statement. It is confusing how it's basically banned in New York and presumably some other states. But here in New Hampshire, there's no issues whatsoever acquiring it. There's another issue with Venmo and Coinbase and a lot of other apps. By a, lo- a lot of apps. Uh, they they use a third-party system called Plaid, mm-hmm. which I don't, and I don't understand exactly. But it's a third-party system that actually connects via your bank right. to these apps. Right. So you give permission to Coinbase, say, to access your app. But Coinbase is using this third-party Plaid uh, as a go-between. Well, if you connect your bank account to it, sure. If you connect your debit card to it or your credit card or whatever, you don't necessarily have to do that. And Venmo is the isn't isn't that the the pay the pay service that all the millennials are using these days to as uh, a kind of a, like PayPal kind of a kind of a deal. I don't know. Uh, Venmo banned me for life about the same time that PayPal did because PayPal owns both of them. Right. 
I don't understand why PayPal needs both Venmo and PayPal. Well, it's their monopoly. (laughs) I guess, but couldn't they have just like bought Venmo and shut it down? It seems like that would have made more sense. Hmm. I well, uh, actually, maybe they maybe that is the ultimate plan. That's what I would have assumed they they would have done. I mean, there's no reason for them to have both. I know I don't use PayPal all that much, but every now I'm and then I have life, to. So I don't use it. <laughs> and, and 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 the reason is, oh, you banned from PayPal as well. Yeah. Um, I use it with eBay transactions, which I hate. I hate eBay. Okay. Um, How come? It's just it's just it's it's so much easier on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, that's the, true. The true monopoly, the big boys, the big <laughs> boys in the room. It's just much easier to do shipping and to make the. To deal with the customer, whereas eBay is still kind of it's like Craigslist. It's like I forgot that eBay existed. To be totally honest, I yes, <laughs> I probably do a handful of transactions a year, and I'm thankful for it because every time I, I my heart just sinks when I when something sold on eBay. I'm like, oh god, I got to do this again. Okay. Whereas Amazon, it's quick, 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 quick. Do you sell things on Amazon? Because I know they do have the Amazon Marketplace or whatever that's essentially like eBay. I am a reseller. I sell. Okay. Quite a lot. See, I'm just thinking about this from a consumer perspective, and I haven't used eBay in probably five years. It's like I, I said, I forgot it existed. It's if if you want to buy junk, it's like a it's like an online yard sale these days. I mean, that's true of Amazon as well, though. Well, you get new Chinese junk. Okay, that's it's true. In, in the, it's <laughs> sometimes in the original package. And in eBay, it's just used yard sale junk. Oh, it's junk, junk. It's uh, you okay. know p- parts. I, if you want to buy a used part for your 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 some electronics in your car or something, okay. I would go to eBay. Someone's found something at a yard sale, and now they've got it on their shelf, and they've listed it, and they're trying to they're trying to turn it. It's just that's a, what people do on eBay now. That's what they've always been doing. I, I don't know. I've never played with ebay very much it's like i said it's not it's not for me I've, i i very rarely go on it amazon is certainly better especially with amazon prime because everything gets shipped basically or not everything but most things get shipped for free within two days if, if they have like my like i'm not amazon i'm not an amazon prime merchant okay. so but, but i'm but you know i always have it out that day so it's, you're basically getting it pretty damn quick but no if if you're a merchant amazon prime linked merchant and your items are in their warehouses and or you can you have the capability of shipping out that quickly then uh that's that's how you get in get in like flame you get it to the top of the list too by the way there's lots of rules okay interesting more about cryptocurrency in just a moment evidently peter schiff lost all his bitcoins and the next generation wallet is coming from divi in just a few taps you'll be able to send earn spend and exchange digital money in seconds send money around the globe with only a swipe instantly exchange between divi bitcoin and fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account divi already offers the first First, one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And the Edge Wallet is the mobile wallet that I use primarily, especially now that I've finally gotten all of my crypto out of Coinbase, so I no longer have to enter this gigantic password anytime I want to send or receive cryptocurrency. Uh, 
It's available for both iOS and Android. It lets you buy, sell, trade, and securely hold cryptocurrencies. And it's all user-controlled, like a good wallet should be. You own your monies. It supports Bitcoin Core, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, and many more. Visit edge.app to learn more about it and its veteran team that's been building it since 2014 with the tagline of Secure Your Freedom. Again, that's edge.app. Or just look it up on the Google Play or Android Store, or Google Play Store and iOS Store. Whatever the iOS Store is called, probably Apple Store or some kind of crap. I don't know. I don't use iPhones. So as we talked about, uh, Peter Schiff lost his Bitcoin. And- Eight, just one or... Well, bitcoins. That's an interesting question. I, I don't like bitcoins as a word, as a, as plural or yes. just as a I word prefer, in general. I prefer just using bitcoin as plural, which it is. Yeah, because it because saying bitcoins sounds to me like saying monies. Good point. Good point. And it just feels it sounds awkward to me. I don't know if anyone else agrees, but that's. But just a, but just a coin, Bitcoin sounds singular, and so I can also throw throw you off if you're not uh, if you're not yeah. up not up on the lingo. I don't know how much Bitcoin he lost, and I, I don't think Peter Schiff does either. So on January the nineteenth, famous, he was probably gifted some you know a fan. Hey, dude, check this out. Here's a Bitcoin. Well, it ten, gets- year, ten years ago. <laughs> It gets kind of dumber than that, unfortunately. Famous crypto skeptic and gold bug Peter Schiff. Now, uh, as we were talking about before the show, Peter Schiff, he may like gold, but he does not like the Utah gold backs, which is unfortunate because they're they're nice little notes made out of actual gold or containing actual gold. Anyway, he claimed on Twitter that he has lost access to his Bitcoin wallet and that his password is no longer valid. Schiff added that his Bitcoin is now intrinsically worthless and has no market value. He also added that, I knew owning Bitcoin was a bad idea. I just never realized it was this bad. Now, he's wrong on several notes. Uh, The Bitcoin still has market value, even if it has no liquidity, because he, like a noob, lost his password. Mm. By the way, I'm looking at these gold bags. They are are pretty fresh. There's actually, I'm taking it that, that, the, that stamp down there in the bottom is gold. The Utah gold back. Uh huh. I'm not sure about a stamp. I see some. Oh, oh here I've got one in my hand. These are oh, very pretty. Yeah, I've got some right here. I just acquired some today. They're they're gorgeous, and they actually do contain, you know, a thousandth of a troy ounce of gold or two hundredths of a troy ounce of gold. Whatever the denomination is noted, it actually contains that amount of gold. They're really and, cool. And right now one one gold back is worth about a little under three bucks. I prefer thinking of as one gold back is worth one gold back. There you there's there's a better way to look at it. <laughs> it's worth uh let's see, hold on. But uh, yes, this in is current worth, USD values, I think one one dollar gold back is worth like two fifty right now. So if you were there. if you were buying eggs from me, I would I would accept one gold back for a dozen eggs. Okay. How about that? (laughs) Let's go to the phones real quick. We've got Jeff calling from Missouri. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I got a question for the he, she. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, are you chemically or physically castrated? Um, I don't know what your Jewish doctor did to you exactly, but it was (laughs) probably with something along the lines of that. My my Jewish doctor, I've never had a Jewish doctor. Uh, The doctor that I did initially see was a guy who immigrated here from India. 
Mm, okay. All but right. I guess the answer well, would be chemically I, castrated. Go ahead. So that doesn't answer my question. Did, did like, are you chemically or physically castrated? I know. LRN.FM. Uh, chemically, for what it's worth. But um, isn't that isn't that the way? I mean, how how many physical options are there? Isn't I think that, there's just the one. And I wouldn't go go down that path, yeah. go down that road. So anyway, back to the subject of Bitcoin, because Jeff couldn't manage to to stay on topic. Yeah, well, I mean, he stayed on topic. He just couldn't keep it radio friendly. So Schiff added, as I said, that his Bitcoin is now intrinsically worthless and has no market value. He also added that he thought owning Bitcoin was a bad idea because he lost his password. That's like saying that email is a bad idea because he forgot his password and lost access to some critically important emails. The internet, according to some many years ago, is a bad idea because, I don't know. That's right. It was supposed to have the total um, economic value of the fax machine or oh, yeah. something to that effect, right? <laughs> look, and look where it is. Look where it's at. And it, uh, by the way, spoken by another economist. Yes. Who, a very, that, very popular uh, Who was guy, that? What was his name? Uh, Krugman. Yeah. Yep. He's a silly guy. So, so after Schiff tweeted about his loss, the cryptocurrency community was quick to jump to his rescue. For example, co-founder and partner at Morgan Creek Digital, Anthony Pompliano, responded by asking if he forgot his password. To which Schiff has responded, my wallet forgot my password. <laughs> which means that, yes, Peter Schiff forgot his password. Mm. I don't think, um, if he's dealing with a wallet like that, um, I'm not aware of one that's going to store his password for him. Correct. And now, and what are the, what are the options if, say, you have a... You have your your wallet, uh huh, and you've forgotten your password. Are they are the uh, password hacking uh, uh, finders out there? Are, they, are is this a possibility? Can is there is it lost forever? Anything can be hacked eventually. The, 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 the yeah the the problem with uh, hacking this is that if the password is sufficiently complicated, like fifteen twenty characters, if he's using a password manager or something, it's just unfeasible. So, sad. That's 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 sad. That Schiff is uh, an idiot. Well, that, I mean, uh, idiocy is tragic. That's it, true. It would be nice if uh, he can get on the old bandwagon with the rest of us, but uh, now he's he he he's that much further off the wagon. So Pompliano then asked Schiff to email him directly. The software just executes the commands that humans give it. It can't forget anything. Email me, and I'll try to help you recover the lost Bitcoin. Not only can it not forget anything, it can't remember anything. I mean, it's just an interface for dealing with the blockchain. Schiff forgot his own pass his own password. However, it looks like the Bitcoin may be gone for good, as Schiff responded. Eric Voorhees, who's the guy behind Shapeshift, which used to be a good company before it implemented KYC, set up the wallet for me, and even he thinks there is nothing I can do. But you're welcome to try if you have any ideas. This is why you back up your private keys. Ultimately, you don't just set your wallet up and then use a one-time password that you're never going to use again and then forget about the password. Again, that's another thing that uh, that that people just haven't had to deal with for forever. Um, they've got a bank, you know, taking care of all that information for them. They, and they know that they can go talk to someone behind a teller if yeah. there's any issue. 
of course, that bank could fail as well. And if they forget their bank password, they can reset it. Correct. So this is something that this is this is new. This is new territory for a lot of people. And uh, I think that's the hurdle that we have to get over dealing with these big monopoly companies like Coinbase has made uh, has made it simpler. And I think in the long run, it's going to. Well, I mean, I, I think we're, we're headed right down the same path that uh, that got us here where we're at with the, the Federal Reserve note and whatnot. And it's just it's going to it's going to it's going to repeat the same process is going to repeat, yeah. <laughs> except it's going to be cryptocurrency this time. The, you mentioned Shapeshift did KYC. What's that? Uh, you have to actually create an account with them, and I think you have to submit an ID. I don't recall to what extent. Oh, KYC is know your customer. Sorry, I, I think that's what you meant. It requires you to identify yourself in ways that could perhaps link you to behavior that you don't want to be linked with. It's not a good thing. 855-450-3733. Call and talk about whatever is on your mind. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And we've been talking about uh, Peter Schiff, who stupidly managed to lose his cryptocurrency, his Bitcoin, because um, he claims that his wallet forgot his password, but... More than likely, he forgot the password that he set. And he didn't back up his wallet or anything like that. So he threw away his Bitcoin, and now he's upset because he did something stupid. He did a dumb, and he thinks it's Bitcoin's fault. I can't imagine the confusion that must exist in his head for him to do something stupid and then blame Bitcoin because of it. But he's been... He's he's never been on that wagon though. He's always been. He's never had anything nice to say about Bitcoin. No. So this is just, this is just compounded the whole his uh, what his what he has decided many years ago. This has not helped anything for for his argument. Well, if he bought it, put it on a wallet, set a password, then forgot the password and never used the Bitcoin at all for anything, then of course he's not going to be a big fan of it. Mm-mm. I mean, you have to spend it and use it and acquire more of it and all of that in order to really get a feel for a cryptocurrency. In fact, I used to be a cryptocurrency... Hoarder? No, a doubter, in fact. I, I just didn't see it being useful in the long run until I went to the Porcupine Freedom Festival the first year and I saw people actually spending and using cryptocurrency in real life. To make purchases, to buy food, to buy drinks, to do other things. It was eye-opening. And I immediately, when I got back home, started buying cryptocurrency, which I had always avoided prior to that because it seemed like a scam, a Ponzi scheme, or whatever. It's Because most of the news that people acquire comes from people like Peter Schiff and Krugman and these other idiots. Well, let's go to the phones. We've got Thomas calling from Kentucky. Thomas, you're on Free Talk Live. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing good. How are you? What's on your mind? Yeah, I want to talk. LRN.FM. It was blocked for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before I could even click anything, they had already dropped the call and dumped it. 
Good on them. Way to go. So Schiff is known for being an outspoken critic of cryptocurrencies. Just before the new year, he claimed that unlike every other asset class, Bitcoin was not rising toward the end of the calendar year. In la- <laughs> I don't know what Marcus he's watching, but he's 100% wrong. I started using localbitcoins.com toward the end of last year, and the value since has just gone from like 7,000 per to about 9,000 per on average. So that's not true. But I've noticed that as Bitcoin is climbing the past few weeks, we've gotten all sorts of ridiculous articles about cryptocurrency, how it's stalled, how adoption isn't going anywhere, and all of these other things. Right at the same time that Bitcoin is actually gaining momentum. Right. But local Bitcoins has its own weird stuff going on. Evidently, they've quietly suspended accounts in multiple regions without any notice whatsoever to the users and have kept them from getting their Bitcoin. But they're based in Finland, which is news to me. It's one of the most prominent uh, global peer-to-peer crypto exchanges, and it's reportedly suspended user accounts in some countries in Africa, the Middle East, and Asia without warning, with some users being unable to withdraw their Bitcoin, Forbes reported on January the 25th. According to the report, the first complaints started coming in last week with local Bitcoins users in countries like Afghanistan, Iraq, Nigeria, Syria, and Pakistan claiming they were not able to withdraw their Bitcoin without deleting their accounts. Local Bitcoins has made no official announcement on the matter, but Cointelegraph has asked the company to provide a comment, but still hasn't received a response. Meanwhile, Local Bitcoins tweeted on January the 28th that they would have some planned maintenance work, which reportedly lasted for one hour, and they did indeed. It went off with without a hitch, from what I could tell. It started at like 2 o'clock this morning and ended at 3, and everything was normal. But, of course, I don't live in Pakistan or Syria or Nigeria, so maybe things are not so normal for users who live in those countries. So one of the alleged affected users suggested on Reddit that the action must be connected with the European Union's new anti-money laundering law. God, that is such a mouthful. I like mundering, anti-mundering. <laughs> it sounds like something the EU would do. Yeah, it, it does. Getting in people's business. Which is known as the fifth anti-money, God, I almost said it again, anti-money laundering directive. In a January the 28th post on Reddit, the user claims that new account users are not able to send Bitcoin that they received in their wallets while customer support is not responding at all. That sucks. And what service is this? It's localbitcoins.com, which is a peer-to-peer exchange, but it's a custodial exchange. So they actually control the wallets. That's why there's a fee to withdraw and things like that. Right. Things that don't exist on the superior Bitcoin.com and local Bitcoin.com, local.bitcoin.com. In a separate uh, January the 22nd personal blog post, the Redditor reported the issue in detail, noting that those users who got their local, local Bitcoins account suspended were shown the following message. Customers residing or otherwise located in the following countries are required to have an enhanced due diligence process. The countries are defined by the European Union Commission, Afghanistan, American Samoa, the Bahamas. Actually, it's a rather long list of countries. All that have to go through enhanced uh, know your customer 
routines in order to continue using localbitcoins.com. Other Redditors reported that the effective users will have to wait for at least 14 days to delete their accounts in order to withdraw their Bitcoin. Hmm. One guy purportedly had to request the deletion of his account in order to get access to his crypto, which is better than not getting access to your crypto, I guess. Because, I mean, now they can just use a VPN and claim to be an American or a Canadian or something. Right. It's really sad to see that even though I have a fully verified Tier 2 status, my account has been put on a forced holiday, probably because I am in one of the targeted countries. I really hope I get my Bitcoins back after 14 days. I've submitted an account deletion request and received a confirmation email from your support team. Some users were banned for no reason at all. Uh, One guy representing a crypto-related business in Lebanon reported that local Bitcoin suspended his account without sending any email before blocking the account. Well, that screwed up. Nader Durrani, a co-founder of this local cryptocurrency business, complained that the account suspension has led to termination of his entire business, despite him having set up the account almost three years ago, as well as the verified, as well as verified his account with his passport. Meanwhile, Bitcoin is becoming more and more important in Lebanon amid the intensifying economic crisis in the country, which is about what you would expect when an economic crisis happens. Alternative currencies are going to become more and more valuable and more and more useful. It was, in fact, economic crisis that led to the creation of Bitcoin in the first place. The 2007 recession. So it's all very frustrating to see what's happening in cryptocurrency today. You've got local Bitcoins who enhanced their KYC measures anyway and added this tier system, I think at some point throughout the last year, that's just intrusive ridiculously intrusive you've got coinbase and ripple bending over backward to do everything they can to get themselves regulated and then you've got peter schiff out there going all over the internet complaining about how he lost his bitcoins because he forgot his password he claims uh he says when the blockchain updated their app I don't know how, how does the blockchain <laughs> update its app. Did he really say this when the blockchain right. updated their app? All right, quote. I'll read the whole thing. My Bitcoin mystery is solved. I mistook my PIN for my password. When blockchain updated their app, I got logged out. I tried logging back in using my PIN, which was the only password I had never known or used. I also never had a copy of my seed phrase, honest but costly mistake, end quote. How did he never have a co- copy of his seed phrase? I, well, I get me. Uh, what he meant to say was that he did not write down his seed phrase. That's probably what happened. <laughs> but he certainly had one. Uh, Peter Chef. And when the blockchain updated, updated. his app, that, that's priceless. <laughs> Don't. No, no. When the, when the blockchain updated their app. So there's an app out there. There's a huge, there's a blockchain app. Well, there may be an app run by like blockchain.info or something. I'm not going to say there isn't, but I don't think that's what Peter Schiff meant. But it sounds like he was actually, he might have been using uh, Bitcoin here and there. Uh, or maybe okay. or maybe he's just making it sound like he did. Well, it's, it's solid advice for anyone considering getting into cryptocurrency. Uh, do your research. Write the things down that the wallet t- tells you to write down and back up. 855-450-37. Are you sick of hearing the same crap on libertarian podcasts? Inside jokes, interviews of the same person you've heard 50 times? Then you need to listen to the Lava Flow podcast. 
No nonsense and to the point. Get the information you need and get out. You won't hear the latest libertarian circle jerk news here, but instead hard-hitting anti-status news with me, Roger Paxton, shooting from the lip. LAVA stands for Libertarian, Anarcho-Capitalist, Voluntarist, and Agorist. And if you think you fit any of these categories, then this is the podcast for you. Listen now at thelavaflow.com to find out what's rustling my jimmies, what's in the news, the latest bad cop, stupid stuff statists are saying, and so much more. You can find out more and subscribe on any podcatcher at thelavaflow.com. That's thelavaflow.com. Part of the Pax Libertas Productions Podcast Network. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And apparently, uh, some guy has decided to take one for the team, I guess. Team being Team Earth. Team or, team Crazy. No, team Crazy team, for sure. Team Lunatics. And he has decided that the the best course of action to address climate change was for him to get a vasectomy. I, I'm confused. Well, uh, it cost there's a lot of carbon involved in rearing children. Okay, yeah, sure. Whether I, I guess e- extra food, <laughs> the, the school bus, you know, the clothing, the rearing. I mean, it's just that there's a lot involved. And according to this guy. Uh, he, like you said, he's taking one for the team. He is he is actually standing up for what he believes, and that is uh, overpopulation. Well, let's get into that. But before we do, we've got Dave calling from New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Gentlemen. Hi, what's on your uh, mind? One moment. Setting myself outside here so I can get a better signal. Uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're you're breaking up too badly, Dave. Uh, try to get a try to get a better signal going on. Uh, we'll leave you on hold for the time being while you attempt to work that out. Let's instead go to Mike from Florida. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Free Dylan Roof. Who? Free Dylan Roof. Who is that? Free Dylan Roof. Okay, who is that? Free Dylan Roof. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. I, I don't know who that is. What's the what, what's the last name? Through Ruth. I know I've heard the name before, but I don't recall who it is. Dylan Roof. What? It's kind of sad that that was all he He's managed a shooter. to say. Which shooter? He shot up a black church, apparently. Okay, that's the South Carolina. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, he, he can't be too important to these lunatics on the alt right if all he managed to say was to free the guy without saying an American why. white supremacist and mass murderer convicted of perpetrating the Charleston church shooting on June 17th, 2015 in the U.S. state of South Carolina. One of I, his fans was allegedly the person who snitched out Chris Cantwell. Oh, really? For this recent arrest. OK. Yeah. <laughs> they called themselves the Bull Patrol because Dylan Roof had a bull haircut. Okay. Yes, it's pretty bullish. But he's also got kind of a bull skull. Like Charles Perillo? 
Who's that? Uh, he's this libertarian guy who got into an argument with Austin Peterson and left him this really long, funny voicemail about how, how he totally doesn't have a bowl cut. It's well worth listening to. Look up Deep Thoughts with Charles Perello sometime if you want to laugh because uh, he honestly called Austin Peterson and left him a voicemail about his hair totally not being a bowl cut. But it's it's definitely a bowl cut. <laughs> he sounds like he has a lot of fans like we do. He does. Um, so who uh, you've got it in front of you. Who is Dylan Roof? Uh, Dylan Roof is a, he's a mass. He's a he's a church shooter. Okay, he's just some he's some a, lunatic. He's, he's some lunatic, and he's he's behind okay. bars most likely. And I don't know that I. Uh, how can you? I don't know how you can stand behind this guy, <laughs> unless you know something that we don't. <laughs> instead of just calling in about freeing him, maybe you can tell us what's I, up. I tried to get information from him, but all he could say was those like, same four words. Like, did it not? Words. Maybe it didn't really happen. Yeah, I mean, or he had a reason to do it. I mean, what's what's going on here? Or was he just a lunatic? Well, I think the caller was probably a lunatic. It's possible. It's or he was at least um, stupid because all he managed to do, even though we were giving him the airtime to actually say what he was trying to say. Yep. As long as you keep the as long as you keep the language clean. Yeah. It's free talk live. Yeah. We're going to talk about whatever. <laughs> like this next story about uh, climate lunatics taking one for the team. This story comes from redstate.com. It's obviously a conservative uh has a conservative vibe but i did read the original uh, article written by this joker but uh i like the i like how these i like how red state summed it up a little better while people like to claim they believe in climate change and want to work to help the planet few people are as dedicated as a guy in california who got a vasectomy in order to fight climate change writing in outside online I, that the website the, this originally appeared on, Wes Seiler said he got engaged to his fiance and immediately began planning for the future, but then natural disasters happened and gasp, Donald Trump was elected president. Okay, so he he proposed to a, a chick, presumably, since he bothered to get a vasectomy and that wouldn't be necessary if he was engaged to a dude, one would think. And his first thought was, Donald Trump is president, there are natural disasters, I'm going to get a vasectomy. Yeah, uh, I I I don't think this was this came up all of a sudden. <laughs> it's it's possible. I've I know someone who met a woman and he changed overnight. These things do happen. So he might have got hooked up with a a green green greeny girl, and uh, in, they're in California, by the way. And then overnight, he made the decision that uh, he was going to. Uh, really make a huge change in his life it's it's happened before i know and, and, and it might it might have happened here and, but this I mean, might this, sure, this but might have been something that has been bubbling up for years and years i'm not seeing the connection and evolutionarily it, it's stupid if you believe that you're intellectually morally or what in whatever way superior to the average person out there voting for donald trump and allegedly contributing to climate change and it would seem like your responsibility to have as many children as possible. Absolutely, and this is the 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 first ten minutes of idiocracy is summed up in this. I've never seen idiocracy, and at this point, I I kind of refuse to because of all of the libertarians who constantly reference it. You all you have to do is watch the first ten minutes. I'm not ever going to watch any. That's of it. it. All right. Well, let me tell you about <laughs> it. Spoiler. Okay. Uh, stupid people reproduce and make lots of themselves 
Okay. Whereas smart people, smart, responsible individuals who are uh, worried about their future and they're worried about bringing up children in a good world with a good in a good environment are less likely uh, to propagate. And that's exactly what happens. Lots of rabbits, lots of stupid rabbits are making more of themselves. You got some smart monkeys over here who aren't reproducing because they're worried about bringing their kids up and, uh, and that they're not ready to have children, and they never do. And before you know it, they're infertile. And basically... This, why, would they, it, why would they become infertile, though? Age, old age. Okay. And so basically the stupid win. That's the whole, that's the whole gist of idiocracy. Well, I mean, that, that's just kind of and the if these, way and the if this guy works. And, and if this guy, Siler, believes that he is the smartest, the smarter man in the room trying to save the environment, uh, he's how is he going to perpetuate his ideas down the road? He's not, because yeah. he's not going to have any kids to, 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 to bring up in this world. It's, a, it's dumb. Well, I, I agree it's dumb. <laughs> now, if you're worried about... Uh, I mean, there are lots of reasons to not want to have kids, but this is, for climate change, it's just lunacy. But I mean, if you're not financially capable, I applaud anybody out there, because that's that's a big problem we have. Well, we, can... have too, we have too many numbskulls who are, are not able, are not capable of rearing, of rearing uh, young people, and, and, and by the way, pets. I, I deliver, all right, so I'm a mail carrier. I deliver to a, an establishment, a big establishment. And all these people are helped. And I am amazed every damn one of them has a dog or a cat. And I'm like, man, you need help. You need my assistance to live, to buy your groceries, to pay your rent. How the hell are you capable? How the hell are, do you have room for a dog? I'm saying you need, to, you need to go down the shopping list and start removing things from your life and get, and get on the straight and narrow. Because if you need help to survive... There are certain things that you don't need, like kids, dogs, you know, hobbies. You need to go get a damn job. And I'm not going to say that uh, the financially people who are too financially irresponsible to sustain themselves can't have dogs. If you if you need if you can't pay your groceries, you don't need a dog. I mean, I agree in in theory, but I would also be willing to buy the dog food for someone who needed a dog in their life but couldn't buy their own groceries. I would be willing to personally choose to subsidize that. Not me. What do you think? 855-450-3733. Let us know. Would you subsidize This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And I've got a Liberty update from LibertyCon, and you won't want to miss these two very special debates. First, whether or not government is necessary, featuring David Freeman... Of course, that's Milton Friedman's son and Timothy Sandifer. David is arguing that government is not necessary... While Timothy will be arguing that government is necessary. Second, whether or not capitalism requires government intervention. This is going to make the libertarian socialists super happy. Uh, between wait, 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 what? The libertarian socialists is going to make them super happy. So that's a real thing then? Well, 
They're, they're actually ANCOMs, but they call themselves Libertarian Socialists. Yes. Oh, God. Okay, well, so, let's go with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what else can you do? There's also John Mackey, Whole Foods CEO, who is going to speak on Conscious Capitalism. Be part of LibertyCon. It's a unique Liberty Convention, April the 3rd through the 5th in Washington, D.C., for people who want to network with more than 70 pro-liberty organizations for a career advancement or business and internship opportunities. Visit Liberty, LibertyCon.com. For more details on the incredible list of speakers, events, and student discounts, that's LibertyCon.com. Use code FTL for a $10 discount. Well, before we get back into this article about the the lunatic here who got a vasectomy, let's go to the phones. We've got Bill calling from Alabama. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, what's on your mind? Uh, Yeah, free Chris Cantwell. Cantwell for president 2020. Free Chris Cantwell. President. Cantwell. President Hail Cantwell, Hail Hitler, and Hail Cantwell. Yeah, um, why? Well, what what did Cantwell do so bad? He's a Fed. I mean, you know, I mean, besides let you on to show you, disgusting Kishi. <sighs> yeah, as long as you can keep it clean, dude. So, I mean, he let me on his show, and it's widely regarded, even among his fans, as one of the best shows he ever did. So, I mean, there is that. Well, I mean, I want to know what he did so bad to go to jail. I mean, all he did was, you know, say he's going to... I don't think know, he should be uh, in jail for that either. I mean, it was a a stupid threat sent over the internet that people make those yeah, kinds of threats right. online he every single day and don't go to prison over it. Well, Cantwell should just be president, in my opinion. <laughs> well, you, you would vote for Chris Cantwell as president? <laughs> Why? What part absolutely. of his... Absolutely. Why for, wouldn't I? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. You tell me. Could it be the wide well, open racism? The 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 history uh, of drug use. Factor into it. I mean, I preferably have you know that one gentleman that um, you know that uh, has been lied about a lot in human history, and you know is from Europe. But <laughs> I mean, if we get Cantwell there instead, I mean, I'm okay with that. Okay. You know, I mean, Trump is just why Trump what? is just Israel's little. Uh, Little uh, blow up doll, if you ask me. No, you know, doesn't like Chris Cantwell so support Trump? Is, Trump, Trump. Is Israel's just rag. Okay, but I, I don't know about that. Uh, try to be a little bit more clean. Uh, doesn't Cantwell support Donald Trump? Well, if you have to pick the lesser of two evils, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's better to vote for, you know, Donald Trump than, you know, some commie Jew scumbag um, uh, whore like Hillary Clinton or, I'm sorry, Hillary the Hutt. You know, or Elizabeth Warren, you know, uh, but I mean, he's still, you know, Israel's just suck. But, I, but but Cantwell supports Trump. So if they ran against each other, how would that work? Who would you vote for then? I still vote for Cantwell. What, okay. what, but how could Trump, how, I'm sorry, Trump, how could Cantwell even sleep at night knowing that he's running against someone that he supports? Shouldn't he wait for another four years? completely support him. Have you listened to the radical agenda recently? Massad's U.S. division, <clears throat> FBI, uh, decided to pick him up on some bogus charges. I I, I agree. The the charges are um, bogus. You know, L- like I was saying, people make statements like that all day, every day on the internet, and aren't getting arrested for it. Uh, the the FBI either brought him in to get information out of him. Or, or they or, have just had their eyes on him since uh, South Carolina. Or maybe he needs an update. He needs no new information, he, man. He's indicted. 
he's been indicted. He has, you know, a bail hearing, and he got denied bail, and he's been indicted. So, so you think, I mean, so you think he's... To, uh, what was the basis they used for denying him bail? You can't well like the Jews persecuted Jesus. Okay, you know? what I mean, was the... What was the basis they used for denying Cantwell Bell? That is a good question. They decided not to. All I read was they denied him bail. Okay. I mean, he doesn't seem to be a flight risk. He's been here the whole time, right? He came back and been here, been stayed. I spoke with him today. Oh, really? Yeah. So according to him, they actually waived the bail hearing. So that was his choice. So he opted not to get out on bail? He... I can't explain to you what he said to me, but it basically right. was like he was worried that they would just dredge up more of the things he said in chats and make him look pretty bad. But how right? can they make any of that stick? Arya mentioned people say stuff like that all I the know, damn time. I know. It's terrible what they've done to him. I mean, I don't like Cantwell's ideas, but he's absolutely a political prisoner. And one other thing, Arya, they've been watching him, not since South Carolina, they've been watching Chris Cantwell since at least... When he moved here in 2012, at least we know for a fact they were watching him. Then you too. you just said political prisoner. Do you yeah. think that maybe he is trying to be a martyr here for his for his base? Can't well I, no. He was playing video games when this happened. When he you know when the truck. I don't rolled think he in wants and, to be in this prison. guy. This guy's eating it all up. He's all in out there ready to vote for Cantwell. Well, I don't know what this guy really believes. As far as I know, he's just an internet troll. But I mean, all right, so Cat was playing video games. Who's who's paying attention to him now? But now he's got the spotlight on him again. <laughs> just hang on. No, I hit the hold button and it made a lot of noise when I did that. I don't know why. So he's got he's got the spotlight again. Well, well yeah, but he's, yeah. A, he's, a, po- he's from, a political martyr. He's got the spotlight from prison, though. Well, I mean, I, I don't think so did he Hit- wanted that. By the way, so did Hitler. He wasn't he in prison for a whole year during after his little coup. He came back and he was a national hero. I think maybe some people are actually trying to live up to that expectation. I don't think that Cantwell is the type who would voluntarily choose to be in jail, though. If he knew it was only fleeting, if he knew that it was going to lead he to better know things. That. Hitler didn't know that he was ultimately going to be released. What? But I, I mean, when you're sitting when you're sitting in that jail cell, um, for all you know, it's going to last the rest of its whatever right. the sentence is. This is true, but we have history. We have we have this history, and some people are very familiar with it, and maybe they are trying to uh, recreate that history in our own lifetimes. It's possible, Bill. Thanks for the call. I certainly learned more about Cantwell tonight than I honestly than I cared to know. I was not happy when I saw that he was arrested. For- I don't think it's good for anyone who has any ties to him whatsoever because he i mean he's on video crying and saying that he will tell the fbi basically whatever they want to know if they will release him right and now he's back in fbi custody probably telling them whatever they want to know and trying to get himself released or the charges against him dropped or whatever he's getting updated on his next mission he's getting his he's getting his marching orders i can't say you're wrong you know What do you think? Should Cantwell be in prison? Have you heard about it? Have you heard about the supposed threats that he made on the internet to some anonymous person whose name I don't think he even knew? 855-450-3733.
Have you heard of LibertyCon? LibertyCon is not only a convention with great speakers like Whole Foods CEO and co-founder John Mackey and Nobel Prize winner Vernon Smith, but it's also unique because you get a chance to network with more than 70 pro-liberty organizations, one-on-one for the purpose of career advancement, business, and internship opportunities. April 3rd through 5th in Washington, D.C. You can learn more by visiting LibertyCon.com and use code FTL for a $10 discount on your registration. That's LibertyCon.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind, even if what is on your mind is stupid and morally reprehensible, like freeing Dylan Roof. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And if you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash, then we have a solution. Now, with AnyPay, you can earn passive income for every purchase at businesses that you sign up to take Bitcoin Cash and Dash. So finally, you have a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. That's AnyPayInc.com. You'll now earn ongoing commissions for signing up businesses to accept Bitcoin Cash and Dash. Commissions are also instant. There's none of that waiting for weeks or months for your payout kind of crap. No, when they make the purchase, you immediately get the payout. So check it out. That's AnyPayInc.com. Most of the cryptocurrency, I'm getting my haircut tomorrow, paying cryptocurrency for that. Most of the cryptocurrency accepting places here in Keene and in Portsmouth accept uh, cryptocurrency through AnyPay. It's and an it tur- awesome It turns out one accepts Utah uh, goldbacks as well. Yes, uh, yes, evidently that's true. I have not had occasion to spend goldbacks making a purchase. I usually just hand them out as tips because uh, people always ask, what is this? Well, it's gold. And that leads to a fun little conversation. I always love explaining to people that one of these gold backs is honestly uh, more valuable than any of the money in their bank accounts. Mm -hmm. Any of it. It, Even if they have $150,000 sitting in their bank account, a a one gold back is worth more. They might be wheeling that $150,000 in a wheelbarrow down to the bread store uh, a couple (laughs) years into the future. Yep. Or taking one goal back to achieve the same. Yep. So let's go to the phones. We've got Seth calling from Tennessee. Seth, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, how are you doing? What's on your mind? Uh, uh There's a white nationalist group in my uh, area uh, in West Tennessee. Uh, it's called the National Socialist Movement. Okay. And they've been screaming white power every day. And they're good white men, and they're they're burnt. They're, they're having a fun time. So see how fourteen eighty eight is free deal in the room. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they're having a really good time. I'm having a really good time as well. Is worth pointing out. <laughs> what, what has happened this this evening? Who who shared Free Talk Live on some? I mean, most likely Chris Cantwell, or I mean, with Chris Cantwell gone, he's been in jail for a whole week. Yeah, right. 
But with his show like not happening, oh, the people they, have to go somewhere else to watch. There's a void, and they're trying to fill it. That that would be my guess. And this is yeah. the closest thing they can get to Carol. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know if we want to use the word closest here, but uh, well, a lot of us we're, are friendly. We're with in the, Chris we're Cantwell. in the same city. I'm friendly with Chris Cantwell. I, I don't hate the guy. I don't scream at him. He doesn't scream at me. We're not. Well, know. we scream at each other, but it's entertaining. Yeah, right. So <laughs> you, you got you debate. Heavy yes. arguments. Yes, and it's generally entertaining to listen to. So, well, I mean, this is this is what this show is really all about. I mean, uh, who says that we're right? If you think that you have the better mousetrap, put it on the table and let's let's discuss. Let's compare notes, and yeah. uh, maybe we'll maybe <laughs> Arya and I and Ian and, and over in the chair there laughing. <laughs> we will learn something. We'll hear something that we didn't hear. We've never known before, and yep. we'll learn something new. That's uh, what it's all about. Unfortunately, for them to do that, they have to actually put forward rational, logically sound arguments. Correct. And all they have is nonsense and emotions, and those don't appeal. To the part of the brain that wants a rational and sound logical Correct. argument. Correct. Turn your lizard brain on, off. Turn your Vulcan brain on, your reasonable, rationable side of your brain, and let's yeah. have a conversation. None of this emotional bullcrap. Well, if they just want to scream emotional things at people, I mean, that works too, because then we can just more easily make them look ridiculous like that. Like, yeah, but they're, he, they're, he was on a talk radio show hosted on more than 200 radio stations, and he could have actually made a point for his cause. Instead, he just made himself look like an idiot. Right. So And wasted our time. Yeah. Well, you didn't really waste our time because we got some pretty good laughs out of it. Well, I've had enough laughs. There's been too many of those types of calls this evening. I'm tired of chuckling. <laughs> I'm ready to have a real conversation with one of you white power dudes. I mean, when they do call and they actually succeed in having a conversation with us, it's usually pleasant. Like that, the one guy who actually managed to talk about uh, voting Chris Cantwell, he actually attempted. Yeah, once you settled him down. Yeah. But uh, let's keep going. We've. We, <laughs> is another one? That there is, but this one is, uh, you know, James from Arizona, you're on Free Talk uh, Live. Is that what it's called? I think so. Last anyway, I checked. James. Hey, drag queen James. <laughs> hey, James. SEO. What's on your mind? You thought that a, a repentant work, former workers at Guantanamo where nobody was tortured to death, and I think that supposedly maybe three Islamists, uh, Osama bin Laden fanatics were uh, tortured, you know, waterboarded, yeah. which they survived. But you thought they all should be executed, that or should literally die, that committed those heinous crimes no, where I nobody did, was actually No, I hurt. did not say they should be executed. Well, whether or not they were actually hurt they is a die. different thing. No, I said you, they should kill themselves. Okay, they should die is what you meant. Well, now, they should uh, kill themselves. That's the only way for them to take consider, responsibility for actions that are so horrifically immoral. Okay. Would you consider watching somebody suffocated to death and then helping the murderer get away? A capital crime, as in that person should die. By logic, speaking logically, of course, one follows from the other, and absolutely the answer is yes, correct? Drag queen, drag queen James? I, I'm not sure. The, the question not, was pretty circuitous. Can you ask it again in no, a rational and sensible They're way? Analogous. They're absolutely analogous. No, I, ask the question the again that, because I didn't, quest, I didn't catch okay. the question. Okay. There were people that were tortured in Guantanamo, waterboarded, that is. Yes. Uh, in other words, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who admittedly admitted. Okay, but what was the question? Part? 
he was tortured in your mind and the people that Chris or uh, Jay Loon says he knows that were there uh-huh. amazingly. He knows the people that were there that are feel bad about it now, but you still said that they should kill themselves. Now, Correct. giving Mark Edge has watched somebody suffocated to death and then literally helped the murderer get away. Literally. Should he not kill himself in your logical, sound reasoning? There is a huge difference between watching someone die murdered, and being the one who inflicted... Suffocating somebody to death is not torture? Mark didn't do that. I appeal to the... Even by your explanation of events, Mark didn't do that. that I didn't say that the people who watched the torture should kill themselves. I said the people who executed the torture. I will appeal to the soundness of mind and honesty and integrity of your fellow... One of them calls himself a minister. (laughs) to, To tell James, a dude that was born... A dude, that's, by the way, speaking of, you said it was hate that I asked you a simple one-word question once on the public airwaves, or on, excuse me, the so-called Discord app. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember any of this. Okay, the first question I'm not obsessive and crazy. What is on your birth certificate? What sex is written on your birth certificate? I have no idea, but... I have no idea, but... Yes, you do. That is an absolute lie. You know what sex is written on your birth certificate. James, hold on, and let me answer the question that you asked. Can you do that? Can you do that? Yes. I honestly what, have what, no idea. I've had issues for like the last don't? year getting a copy of my birth certificate. But regardless of what is written what on there, hold on. Will you on let it? me answer the question, James? Regardless of I what. I believe you have. And I believe- okay, well, you're on hold while I actually answer your question. Regardless of what is written on the birth certificate, the state has no right whatsoever, no authority whatsoever to declare what sex a person is or isn't. That's just authority they gave themselves. There's no need for it. It doesn't help anything. What what use is it for the state to know what sex I was when I was born? I've never claimed I was born a female, James. I realize this drives you crazy, but I am fully aware of who and what I am. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And if the Nazis are quite finished, we're going to get this story uh, from the opposite side of the political spectrum. A leftist, presumably, here living in California has decided that the best thing he can do to save the planet is to not have children. And in that sense, I kind of agree if he's stupid enough to think that not having children is the way that he should save the planet, then the planet is best served if if he does not have children. If you truly believe that overpopulation is the problem, which this guy does, then... On what basis do they make that... This is what he's he's grown up with. This is a young millennial. Right. He, he, this is all he's ever heard. That's all I've ever heard, too. But uh, I he, hear wrong things all the time. He's gotten a hell of a lot more <laughs> of it in his young, younger life than, than we have. I know that it, Captain Planet, he's a hero. It, it, that crap was, was born uh, back in my Saturday mornings 
Yeah. But it was still, you know, I guess when I was a kid, it was, what was it? Oh, it was pollution and the ozone layer. But before that, you know, it was the global cooling and you had, and and overpopulation was a big one. And then, of course, it moved on to the the ozone layer fixed itself because we got rid of all them aerosols. And then now it's the warming and now it's, and it was climate change and now it's climate emergency. It just changes every single year because they can't make any of it stick. But- that's all they hear. That's well, all. They- it doesn't stick because they keep prophesying doom within the next five years or whatever, and then those five years come and go, and you know the planet doesn't catch on fire. It, but it's the same damn people who've been making these oh, doom and gloom uh, 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 prophecies. It's the same people every single year. They just don't learn. Al Gore has been saying this. Who is a charlatan, by the way? He's a straight up car salesman. He doesn't believe it. I know that he doesn't believe it. But some of these knuckles, uh, AOC believes it. Which is sad because I just, you know. What is the name of that pastor who keeps predicting the apocalypse? All of them. <laughs> Bunches Harold of Harold Kemp. Harold Kemp is his name. But he's actually like specified this is when everything is going to happen on this particular date. And it doesn't happen and, and he moves it, it up another happen. couple years? And he goes, oh, I did my math wrong. I meant this date. And he's wrong again. And he's wrong again. And he's wrong again. And still and his people sheep, listen to him. his sheep followers just keep clinging on and you have to wonder where their minds are at yes i mean how how many times do you have to be lied to before you finally pull your head out of the sand and say wait a minute i think i think maybe this morning i'm going to think for myself (laughs) because that's the biggest problem you have too many sheep who are who are uh, who believe these well the sad uh, thing is they they believe they are thinking for themselves i mean these climate change alarmists these leftist types who want more government control of our oh, lives. Oh, yeah, because they, they have, because they have all this science to back up everything that they believe. They believe the, we're the, the ones... The settled silence, by the way. They believe we're the ones who are not thinking for ourselves. Oh, yeah. N- not only that, but we're paid shills. We work for the Koch brothers or some other... Or for Russia. Well, now I'm sorry, now it's Ukraine. Plenty of the callers that we've had tonight would have said that these people work for the Mossad. Are paid or, or for the Jews. Yeah, the, correct. So we paid, work for the Jews. Paid by Israel. I, the, I get a... I get a Couple of couple of uh, um what uh, what are the Jews uh, deal in the uh, shekel? I got a couple shekels for coming here and being on the show, and then uh, keep my nose clean. Do do a little bit. Little I think the problem is that everyone accuses everyone else of not thinking for themselves because they disagree with what those people believe. Well, I, and yeah, and this is true. There's a lot of different opinions out there, and and what I think it what it boils down to is how much of your opinion is based on your lizard brain emotions. Can you sit down and have a conversation with me about why you believe we're all going to die because of carbon emissions, or are you just going to scream at me or throw a brick through my window or, sta- or stab my tires? Because that's usually where these people are coming from, because they, don't, because they don't actually have a conversation. They just have emotion. It's all based on emotion and feelings. It's like, so, for, so somewhere down... See, so, I would somewhere, make the case somewhere that that's true in, in, on every political side the True guy, of libertarians the, as well we just pretend like libertarianism isn't based on emotion i think i'm gonna and i'm sticking with this one just like the one left of, pretends like theirs is based on size and the nazis who call it pretend like theirs is based on one science. of our issues one of our problems is i don't think we emulate that all that much emotion and empathy and that's why we get the the, the bad the bad stares because we don't care about the children we don't care about old people we don't care about the poor's we just, as far as we're all concerned, they should just die in the streets. And that's where we get in trouble all the time because I, I think you're wrong. I don't think that we are all that emotional. 
I think we have a lot of autists. We have a lot of nerds who don't understand. They are that are socially awkward. But still, selfishness is an emotion. I think uh, it's a it's but it's based on an individual level where you're but not. But it's still an emotion. I mean, they're still ultimately libertarians because of their emotional desire. I think I think a, I think a, I think a squirrel who's hoarding nuts because he doesn't know how long the winter is going to be. I don't think that's emotional. I think that is an environmental instinct. I think what we're suffering is is it's too much instinct and not enough empathy and not enough emotion and and connecting with our peers. Who and then we, there's who the we opposite are, argument that you know a free market economy would be the truly compassionate way of going about. Oh these yes, things. It, absolutely. So how can we be unemotional? because we're not because we're not talking about our feelings when we talk about how a free market is the right solution because it's math it's just it's it's math and stats and it works and we have history and we have data and no one wants to hear that everyone wants to hear how we feel about our how compassionate we feel about our poor brethren who are on the street there who can't afford to uh you know, pay for dog food, well, the leftists, they, but, they, but they have a dog. Yeah, The leftists, uh, these climate change people, they have math and stats and data as based, well. Yeah, based on human uh, input and, and, what is and ours, error. And what is ours not based on, if not human input and error? I have 10,000 years of data. So of do they. Ice core samples. They, no, so no, 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 no. They have 100 years of temperature data. They never look further than that stupid 100, 150, 200 years, which, yes, it's gotten warmer. But if you look at the big picture, no. And if you consider things like solar and not all this silly carbon emissions, which has been, I mean, it's like, what is it, 400 400 parts per million? I think you're missing my point. Um, My point is that you have data and stuff to support your free market arguments, and they have data and stuff to support their market arguments, whatever if you're going to investigate the data, you have to look at all of it. You but can't, we never you, have all of the data. You can't pick and choose. We never have all of the data. You're, you're correct. It's impossible. We are, there will always be new data. There will always be new science. The science is never settled. So, yes, you're correct. And so we have to always have an open mind. So they're just picking a solution that is most in line with their emotions and running with it. Yes. How is what you're doing with the free market any different? Because it's math. So is theirs. It's it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> and you just math. agreed with it's me. That wrong it's wrong math. So They're is not, yours. I'm not looking at just a small picture. I'm looking at the whole. You are. You just admitted that you're not looking at the whole thing because it's impossible to look at the whole thing. I'm looking at what I can. So are they? No, they're not. They are picking and choosing. So are you? No, I'm looking at. <laughs> I am looking at what's available. And I know that it will always be another level. There will always be another level. Next year, it will change. There will be something different. There will be new facts. But I'm not picking and choosing just 100 years of timeline. I'm looking at everything that is available. I'm looking at the fact that I, I, I'm looking at the fact that greenhouse uh, growers actually look, pump in carbon. They actually pump in carbon to grow their green to grow greener lettuce to make more profitable, efficient. Well, lettuce. yeah, that's how photosynthesis works. Because, and here, and here, I have knuckleheads saying that 400 parts per million is going to kill us. Whereas if it goes any lower, we're actually going to start killing off green. So, I'm not I mean, a climatologist, and I'm not going to argue about botany and things like that. Um, it, it, it concerns me that you want to debate the facts so extensively while admitting you don't have all the facts. It's, it's, it's impossible. Right. So you just pick a belief that's in accordance with whatever you already believe. 
Yes, we all make decisions based on a belief structure. Yeah. And I guess my problem, so where do I come from? I don't trust the man. And I guess, yes, you're absolutely correct. I, I'm, I, am, I would agree. I, There's I am, good reasons not to trust the man. I am always going to question every little thing, even when my best friends come out in droves and are like, no, this is how it is. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to read some articles because I just, you know, I know that you have good ideas and you're smart, but I just don't trust anybody. So, yes, you're absolutely correct. That's where I'm coming. That's the angle that I'm I'm that's that I'm coming from. I don't trust you. Right. I get <laughs> well, that. I, and I, but, I, but I trust you a hell of a lot more than no, I trust great. I trust some bigwig in government or some CEO who's trying to sell me things. No, I would agree, but all of the information that you get ultimately comes from I mean, you didn't dig 10,000-year-old ice core nope. samples. So all of that information, trust is built into it at some point. 855-450-3733. What do you think about climate change? Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. Having a bit of a discussion about this leftist and, and the, of course, the, the Nazis who have been calling throughout most of the night about various emotion-based positions. Uh, I mean, especially in regard to the Nazis and the leftists, uh, you know, realistically, I would agree that libertarianism is a more rational position, but that comes with a strong bias because I am, in fact, a libertarian and the leftists would say the same. The Nazis would say the same. So I have to recognize that I believe my own positions are more rational, but so do they. They think that mine is the irrational one. So what, but what is the difference? And I, that's when I come to this emotional argument that they, they, they rely too much on their gut feelings on emotion. They're saying literally the same thing about libertarians. I, I don't hear that argument. I hear cold hearted, let them die in the street libertarian who only believes in math. Maybe from leftists. I think I hear that from conservatives as well. I don't hear that from conservatives. Well, not as much, which is probably why we get along a little better with conservatives, because we're not too far different from them, ex- except for the. Uh, no, we the, are extremely ex- different. Except from them. for well, when it comes to not, not when it comes to money and uh, responsibility, in, especially individual responsibility. But when it comes to uh, relying on authority to take care of us, no, you're absolutely right. It's, it's night and day. Well, let's go to the phones. We've got Brad calling from Ontario. Brad, you're on Free Talk Live. Wow, Aria, thank you uh, for the opportunity. Just wanted to call in and say I've 
been a long time listener, and Aria, uh, I'm from Ontario, Canada. Nobody really cares about race or sexuality or anything at all. They really don't. Uh, what they care about is striking and and who owes who money and stuff. It, it has absolutely nothing to do with... Uh, like, we are a free society, but, like, people like Aria who decide to uh, have sex change or whatever, nobody cares about that at all. No, no one really cares here in New Hampshire either. I mean, well, they, they care way more about the parking meters oh yeah. than, than they do about me. One of the first things I noticed when I moved here from the South, you got folks with colored hair, you got people with tats and, uh, and piercings. And you have a six-foot-tall, well, bright red hair tranny covering tattoos so, walking down and no the one street. Even, and no one I even blinks. The, no one uh, even blinks. So I guess it, it is really good that nobody cares, right? Well, I think they care about other things, like the parking. And how much and how much fuel is going to cost this winter? Because well, we spent a lot. What I get use... upset with is people caring about what other people do, as far as their sexuality or their business, basically. Yeah, th- that's um, definitely that not an issue here in New Hampshire. Almost everyone I know is some degree of bisexual. A lot of them are also poly, and just no one seems to care. It's like not even worth mentioning. Exactly, it's not worth mentioning. What what I'm saying is here in Ontario, people or or Canada, we're we're pretty old school, I guess. Uh, people aren't <laughs> used to the idea of everyone just not caring. Okay, so in Ontario, they they do care. Is it a more conservative place? Oh, it's uh, it's probably more of a liberal place, I would say. Yeah. Well, what do you With, think about all know, of the? And I call I called in last night or two nights ago with Ian and and uh, Captain and uh, nobody. W- were you drunk then as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. So is Ontario accepting of LGBTQ people or not? Because Absolutely. I got kind of conflicting information from you there. They're everybody that way. They're accepting of cultures. They're just not accepting of money. They're not accepting of money? Well, they're fighting about money. I think I think I think a lot of people are fighting about money. But what I'm so I but, confused, but, tell, man. but tell me tell me what you and think about I know exactly. <laughs> the, the the issues that I hear coming from Canada, especially the uh, universities, is the everyone's all about the diversity and accepting, you know, people of different backgrounds and whatnot, but what they can't tolerate is people with differing opinions. And I'm talking about free speech. And that's why I call into your show. Okay, well, thank you very much for the call. I'm not entirely sure what to think about Canada now. I liked Canada more 
earlier in the day. They are our neighbors. <laughs> I think that I think that here we are in the live, free, or die state. I mean, we do have a lot in common with our northerners to the north of us. Yeah, I uh, mean, there's definitely a liberal a liberal strength in Canada, but that's also true. In the United and I, States, and you know what? I think I think the cold weather might have might take some part in. Uh, well, th- it's hard to care what other people are doing when it's negative forty outside. Oh yeah, so you know? so it keeps us it keeps us to ourselves. Spend a lot of time stacking firewood, to keep her to keep keep us alive during the winter, um, and it just it makes us harder people. I think it makes us a little stronger. The cold? Yes, absolutely. And what do you have in the South? It's just uh, it's just too hot to do anything. It, and it makes you irritable. It does. Yeah. You just get all in, get all sweaty and nasty, and you're taking three showers a day, and it, I don't know. And mm-hmm. and the southern hospitality is really not hospitality. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a knife in the back because it's all fake. I'll bless your heart. I don't know that it's fake. Some of it is. I guess it would depend on your cultural identifiers. I guess. I would not get very much Southern hospitality today. Right. Uh, neither do a lot of people of color or just anyone from the LGBTQ crowd. In the South? Yeah. Versus where we're at now? Yeah. I mean, no one cares. But here you have road rage. Well, you have road rage here because people drive like it's a Sunday afternoon all <laughs> the freaking time. It's because we have roundabouts. Which I love. Even if I'm nowhere near a roundabout, you've always got someone in front of you driving 12 miles per hour like they're taking grandma to church. I think they're just enjoying the, the leaves changing color. Oh, they're changed but now. It, but in Florida, <laughs> but I grew up in Florida, so I mean, there's old people The only and, time and people snowbirds. don't drive slowly is when there's six feet of snow on the road. You got old people who are, it's not that they're looking at the leaves or the scenery, it's that they're actually got a foot in the grave and they're about to die. Senile. Whereas, whereas, here, nice whereas, whereas here, I don't see there. Right, there's my cold hearted libertarianism <laughs> coming out. But I, but here, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know why they're driving so slow around here. Speed limits are a little lower, but I don't know what they're doing. I just think it's that no one is ever in a hurry. Plus, there are a lot of pedestrians here and you don't want to run over one. Yes, that'll that'll get you because in this state, uh, the pedestrian is always right. Even yeah. if they got their head buried in the smartphone and they're walking across the damn two lane highway, not looking around. And they get smoked. It's always your fault. So, yeah. and it happens a lot here in Kent. Well, well uh, it happens more often than one would like. All, all you have to do is look at whatever new. You covered uh, cl- the one right there on Main Street. Whatever new crossing goes up, you know that a hit hit and run or not a hit and run, but a hit happened there. And uh, oh, yeah, because because it's the the, the politicians' uh, uh, responses to him is to construct some new uh, bridge, pedestrian bridge or, or cross crossing lights or whatever in response to some dumbass uh, getting smoked. Because he had his head in his phone. I'm gonna one day. I'm just gonna well, drive it's around. It's equally possible that the driver had their head in their phone. This is also true. But all you have to do, and I'm gonna do this one day. I'm just gonna drive around town on a Sunday and just film. See, this is why pedestrians get run over because people drive around filming. I'm gonna have it. It's gonna be a dash cam. I won't be holding the damn camera in my hand. <laughs> okay, that was a necessary clarification. I feel eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I mean, what else can you do about pedestrians getting run over? We're
This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. So the Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app, and withdraw it directly to your bank account. But there's no need to wait. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes that allows anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in more than 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at diviproject.org. That's D-I-V-I project.org. And, well, let's keep going. We've got Mark calling from Charleston. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, okay. What's um, better about talking about politics? I know you probably don't like this one, but uh, something that just hadn't been brought out, and i just get your thoughts on it. I mean, uh, I know a lot of people are political. But uh, so you got these candidates sitting here in this, uh, you know, impeachment thing. Uh, what hadn't been brought out is, Okay, if they bring in witnesses and it goes on for three months, say, for instance, you're like Bernie Sanders. Uh, you're just sitting there in a room, which I, I kind of think is funny that they can't talk or say anything. That's a, a laugh uh, that makes me laugh, but uh, which we're coming up on tomorrow. But uh, it seems like, you know, that the Democratic Party's throwing them under the bus. The three that are running, they're trying to extend this thing out. I mean, it could go on till the election time. And these candidates, can't even get out and uh, campaign, but no one said anything about it. I, I just your thoughts on that. I just think it's uh, right, pretty do, stupid. Do well, I, mean, I think the they can. Is, I don't think the senators like Bernie Sanders and I think Elizabeth Warren as a senator are actually required to be there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're required. They're, it's really funny because they're required to be there for every one of them, and they can't say anything. The rules actually says they can't use their phone or they can't go in and out, really. They have to sit there every day, you know, like eight, nine-day hours and just listen. No comment. So why is uh, this different from any other Senate session where senators, you know, just choose not to be there? Well, that's what our founding fathers wrote in the impeachment thing. And so, like, tomorrow's a weird day. Uh, actually, they get to participate. Uh, tonight, they've... Uh, uh, since both sides have presented their case, which the senators have sit in there and listened, uh, the next two days, uh, tonight, they write a question and they submit it to the, 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 the chief or whatever, what's the guy, Supreme Court guy who's, who's running the show. Right. He takes the question and then tomorrow he'll ask the question to the Democratic uh, side and then they'll answer it. They got five minutes to answer. Uh, and then, uh, they take another question from the senators and they go to the Republican side and they do this for up to 16 hours. Yeah. And then I mean, after that, it sounds boring and tedious and are these candidates actually showing up at the, the impeachment hearings or are they out there campaigning still? Are they actually, no, show- they're not campaigning at all. They're missing uh, the Iowa thing. Uh, like uh, the three there that were in it Sunday, they flew up there for four or five hours and campaigned. While the other senators, you know, they're free to go every day. Right. And usually, like Iowa and uh, these places, you got to get hands on with the people. You got to go out and shake their hand and talk to them or whatever. Right. Get the votes. 
So they're just totally out of it. Yeah, but Mark, thank you for the call. Mark, thank you yeah. for the call, but I don't believe that's correct. Um, I, I Googled whether or not senators are required to be at the impeachment trial, and I'm not finding anything that suggests they are. I think uh, if they, because this is their whole, this is their campaign, impeach Trump, orange man bad. And if they don't go to this hearing, well, even, instead even, of impeaching even, him, they could just campaign against him and beat him in the election. Yeah, I know, but this is this is a sign that they're actually participating in the process of getting rid of Orange Man Bad by going. Even if they can't say anything, they just sit there and take notes. Uh, they're at least uh, letting their base know that hey, uh, we we're actually trying. We're trying to we're trying to do all that we can. I suppose. But uh, yeah, they they may choose to be there in order to signal that to their base. But I'm certainly not finding anything about them being required to. Uh, let's keep going. We've got Scriv calling. Scriv, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I actually have a a few things I want to talk about. Like, uh, I started listening when you guys were talking about climate change. I was a little surprised. Like, you know, while Africa and Australia are on fire and the raising sea levels, I was wondering if he, like, what about the raising sea levels? But I kind of. The other guy brought up Learn some, to swim. Uh, some stuff about <laughs> well, the, the, sea, the sea levels will rise and they will recede. It's a process. I mean, a lot of the coastlines, the reason we don't have archaeological uh, evidence of our, uh, our ancestors is because they're all underwater. So, yeah, the, the, the water is going to go up. So you're equating the rising sea levels that have been documented to the waning of tides? No, I'm though the 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 ice freezes and it thaws out, and the water yeah. has to go somewhere. Okay, well that's true, but um, don't you think when all the methane releases that there might be some sort of a chemical equation that I as a chemist I have no clue, but don't you think like there could be some sort of an atmospheric change and like those caps actually do melt down all the way like regardless as to the, methane, the methane from where from frozen ice yeah uh, yeah they've got frozen methane that's supposedly going to be released in the arctic somewhere you know again i'm not like a scientist or anything but yeah like they talk about these frozen uh methane glaciers that will eventually uh thaw which I mean, you know, I don't know anything about freezing methane well, or what kind of temperature I do. that the is. The freezing but... point of, meth- of methane is negative 295 degrees. There is nowhere on planet Earth that gets anywhere near cold enough naturally to freeze methane. Well, yeah, but what if it's trapped? It could, in fact, be trapped, but they're not icebergs right. made out of methane or anything like that. And if, and if it okay. is trapped, that means at one time or another it was actually floating around in our atmosphere, and then it got trapped, and now it's there, so... Or- well, it doesn't necessarily it, – it could have been not in the atmosphere. Just because it's trapped doesn't mean it was necessarily in the atmosphere. It could have been underwater. It could have been, uh, you know, underground, um, some sort of a thing springing up from the bottom of the ocean floor that then thawed as it rose to the top, being lighter than water itself. Um, I, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know. I was just kind of wondering, like, uh, if, if the, the general question is whether or not it's uh, caused by one thing or the other – isn't it terrifying? And are you concerned that there is impending doom looming on our doorstep? Because that's how I feel. No, I, w- I no. worry more about the bureaucrats, the statists, the the one percent, the uh, the puppet masters who are in charge of all us little people. I'm more concerned uh, with those power mongers, those war mongers, yeah, than that- I am of any uh, climate catastrophe. I'm, and I'm. I mean, that point aside, I think uh, the fear is not healthy, and it leads people to make poor decisions. Um. 
You're going to die, Scriv. I'm going to die. Kona's going to die. Every single one of us is going to die. That's inevitable. We can't be so motivated by the fear of death and change and uncertainty that we surrender our freedoms and let the warlords tell us what we can and can't do. So I guess that's not really different from the point you were making. Actually, come to think about but it, but I don't fear them. I'm not. I'm not uh, having a hard time sleeping at night, worrying about these warlords because I know that. Uh, well, they're going to happen. Yeah, but don't bow to them. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And you can join liberty-minded volunteerists, anarchists, and libertarians from June the 29th until July the 5th for Fort Fest 2020 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and Fork Fest is decentralized, so no one is in charge. And that also means there is no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June the 29th until the July 5th. And where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You can just relax and go camping, or you can create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for ForkFest, though, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.party. Again, that's ForkFest.party. Let's keep going. We've got David from New Mexico calling. David, you're on Free Talk Live. I can't give you Sarah in New Mexico, but I can give you David. Okay. And I love them around... I love roundabouts, too. I, I, wish, I wish they were at every intersection. Do you and, have, do you uh, have any work. roundabouts there in New Mexico? We have one, and they're working on two. Good. Okay. Well, that, that, in, uh, in normal roadways, that is. I got plenty of roundabouts all around my property. Okay. That's a weird place to have roundabouts, <laughs> but okay. No, well, you can you can just the, you, there are no fences, no buildings, no trees, no nothing. You can just make a roundabout wherever you want one. Libertarian driving, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Cantwell and uh, Conan, you had said. Uh, let's see if I can get the quote. What you said? Uh, <laughs> they're all about diversity, but but they but they can't tolerate free speech. In in Canada, and, uh, the universities in Canada. Well, I would say uh, universities everywhere, and you're not uh, saying that the universities in um... <laughs> Aria. Are you having fun yet? Absolutely, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> it is a it is an a, 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 it is a problem that is happening all over the globe. But it seems like a lot of the free speech arguments, the anti free speech, uh, it seems like a lot of that does come from Canadian universities. 
Right. Okay. Well, uh, how about, uh, so let's go to Aria's favorite here, the University of New Mexico. And they have a, all colleges have, a, or most colleges have a college newspaper. And so here's the evidence. If you go to my name and logo, <laughs> L-O-B-O. Aria, can you grow up? No. Say grow up here. I, I, w- I would say grow a pair, but you've already, you were born with a pair. Unless we're talking about breasts, you could grow a pair of those. I'm, I'm working on a pair of those. I don't Thanks. know. Where, uh, keep going. I don't know where we're going with this. this is, I know this exactly where we're going with this. You don't, you don't know where we're going because Arya keeps hijacking the conversation. So she anyway. hasn't said anything. She's been letting you talk the whole time. In fact, I muted myself while I was laughing. So Go ahead, man. Okay. Okay, so... Google David Olson and Lobo, and you'll get the newspaper article in the University of New Mexico newspaper where they printed the crime blotter, and what and they quoted what the complainant at the university radio station said was the purpose of my call, and and be, and for the people that aren't going to look it up, they what they say is uh, which is, is literally everyone listening. Quote, Hell, that's fine, Aria. Can you can you please grow up, Aria? Sure. <laughs> I laugh when I'm amused, David. Stop being so amusing, what? and I will stop laughing as much. Okay. All right. So, uh, well, if you look at that article, they cite that I'm calling in to voice my hate for, let me see if I can remember the groups that I hate. I hate uh, Indians. I hate Jews. I hate LGBTQT. Whatever the letters are, I, I, I must. I guess I really hate them. I don't even know what the letters are. So um, let me see if I missed anybody. Let's see: Jews, Indians. Oh, I hate Mexicans as well. That's what the quote in the University of New Mexico Daily Lobo is, which you can bring up as the top result by googling David Olson Lobo, and you'll see it for yourself. So I hate those groups. I, I see that so, somehow, I, somehow I forgot to mention. Uh, I, I'm, or maybe I don't hate blacks. Maybe I don't hate Muslims. I don't know. They they didn't cite that in their police report. I wonder what that's all about. I mean, but, so, so the University of Mexico covered the news about criminal charges that were brought against you, and this offends you. Am I getting this correctly? Um, no, I'm. Well, I guess, I guess it. Uh, that's not the point. The point isn't that it does offend me, but that's not the point. That's not what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about being being offended. Um, the the point here is that they 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 sought it uh, noteworthy to bring up uh, hate that 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 was the reason that I'm calling the reason that I'm calling the radio station. Well, thanks to our to, awesome listeners at yeah. dis, at discord.freetalklive.com, we actually do have that like right in front of me, and it says dislike. Uh, I'm not saying the word hate anywhere. Oh, okay. But well, based on what hate, you have said to me, you're wrong. I mean, you're I'm, wrong. I'm looking so at me, the text right here. But based on, well, I'm, gonna, I'm bringing it up myself. Okay, David I do Olson, see it. Lobo. Let's, yeah. let's prove Arya wrong. Hey, Arya, do you remember that my last? I just said you were right. You, hey, Arya, are you okay, done? Do, do you, Arya? Do you remember the last phone call I had with you where you said that uh, that is pr- what I had said is not can't be true because I'm a paranoid lunatic and then the guy sitting right next hello hello <laughs> I'm Arya but no he's not a paranoid lunatic are you yeah, yeah. David I invite so, you to Ar- listen Ar- to Ar- yourself Ar- at Ar- the end of this Ar- call Arya do you have any duct tape for your mouth 
Oh, wait, you got a mute button. Why don't you use it? So do you remember that the dude sitting next to you who was actually looking things up and verifying what I said while I was saying it contradicted your statement at the end of that phone call? Do you remember that? No, David, I don't obsess about these things like you do. I have not well, thought it, it, about it, it, you since. So fact, so fact <laughs> I mean, checking. I don't know how to tell you this. Hello, hello. Fact checking is obsessing. So when one checks facts, that's obsessing. Is that correct? No, I said I don't remember it because I'm not obsessing. Remembering these that remembering that one time that David from New Mexico called and a co-host fact checked him. No, David, I have better things to dedicate my brain cells to than this. Than you. So, so well, what is the actual well, you argument? Don't, you, don't seem, you don't seem to have a very good memory for things. Anyway, I, I back to what we're talking about. Must be the hormones, they right, see, David? Hello, there you go again, Aria. <laughs> I'm Aria. <laughs> um, so, the they they bring up the word hate in the article. Okay, that is the purpose. My hate and my dislike. That is the purpose that I call into their radio station. Okay, so the the point is, is that hate nowadays is a keyword. If you put if you complain about somebody and you say they were using hate speech, what does that do to the nature of your complaint? If I if I if I call the cops and say uh, Aria was uh, uh, vandalizing spray painting on my wall. Um, okay, so that's simple vandalism you're just are you first of all are you still there i don't want to waste my time no you're absolutely right i know where you're going with this yes if she if she just right. spray paints on your wall it's vandalism if she spray paints a swastika it's hate vandalism right and so the point is is that the the people at the university of new mexico radio station when they this. call hello <laughs> when they call hello hello go Go. Okay, bye, David. Thanks oh, for come the call. on. He's going <laughs> to call it again. He was almost done. I, was he? I don't think David's ever done. Yes, they said he, he said it's all about hatred. And, yeah, and, and the one thing I would like to ask him is whether or not he does hate these groups that were mentioned. But I don't feel like we'd actually get an answer from him. We get another 45-minute long story. Okay, David, next time you call time. in, that's, what, that's how you open with. Do you hate Mexicans, Jews, American Indians, and the LGBTQ community? David, you've got 10 seconds. Go. Hello? Do you hate those people? Do you hate those people or you just dislike them? No. Half of my life, uh, people that were not white were my closest friends, and they can verify it. Oh, so he can't be racist. He's got friends who are yep. white. Yep, that answered the question. Thanks so much, David, for the call. Let us know what you think. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live, and you can talk about whatever is on your mind, even if it's crazy. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855 There's no point in giving out the number. We're, we're not going to get through the people we have going on. But because of that, we're going to be doing an episode of Freer Talk Live. Oh, yeah. Right after Free Talk Live, head on over to dlive.freetalklive.com or twitch.freetalklive.com. And you can watch the after show, totally un. Uh, largely uncensored. We still have to abide by Twitch and DLive's rules, of course. But uh, Which I haven't even looked. I don't even know what Twitch allows and disallows. Well, pretty much 
anything except overt like hate speech and racism mm. about, about what you would expect. Dave, don't call back in then. No, Dave, you're more than welcome oh. to call back in to Freer Talk. Well, his other insanity went on FCC broadcast. Yep, you're right. It's the FCC that we don't have to worry about on Freer Talk Live. So head on over to dlive.freetalklive.com or twitch.freetalklive.com and you can, because it's an internet only show and it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time since I did one. And I want to say thank you to Nathan Benson, who is tonight's amplifier. Uh, AMP, he's a member of the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And it's money that is donated to us by listeners that is used specifically to advertise, market, and promote the show. So if you like what we're doing, you might consider heading over to the AMP program. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com and signing up. It only takes five bucks a month and you get access to some of the cool little perks like the AMP-only Facebook group, the AMP-only Discord channel, and even an AMP-only call-in line at discord.freetalklive.com. So it's it's a good use of your buck, especially if you like the show and what we're doing. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Let's keep going with the phones. We got Mike calling from Washington. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Aria, I need your cool, calm, collected guidance. Oh, then you're already so I don't, not so doing I good. Don't, so I don't take the Olsen. So I don't take the Olson path. Although I wish he would have called after me. So I had an incident happen today. Um, just to kind of paint the picture, I have one leg. I'm in a wheelchair. I'm a vet. I lost the leg from being fat, not from being uh, blown up. Um, and uh, the VA made it so that my post office has to bring my mail to my door because um, I live off of a highway and it's dangerous to go to the mailbox, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I live in an apartment complex, but I live in a travel trailer with a with a deck and a wheelchair ramp and all this crud. And um, so a lady in the apartment, her car broke down and the mail lady has to now, what I did was I put a box at the end of my yard so they didn't have to walk all the way to my, it was so kind of me to do that. Even though the VA required them to come to my door, I thought, you know, it's like 60 feet. I'll save you guys the effort. I'll put a box in. You can just drive up, put it in there. Somebody parked in the pathway to that box. And since Thanksgiving, I've not gotten a piece of mail. And today I went to the post office. First, I called the post office, the federals, and complained, filed a complaint over the phone. And then they called me back from my local post office and said, we're not required to deliver your mail because that car's in the way. We want you to have it moved not my car so i snapped and i said everything that you should not say to women and the little uh pinhead that was working behind the counter with her and to the point where she said if you don't knock it off we're calling the sheriff and then i yelled even louder and said please call the sheriff you know so anyway i'm waiting for the sheriff to come to give me a piece of paper probably that says you can't go to the post office now because of what you did but i don't want to sign it and i just wonder if I should sign it, because in other words, like a re, they're not going to ever let me in there because I was really pissed. Well, what does the paper but, say? What would you What would you well, be agreeing to? I think the, the paper chances... would say I would be agreeing to not go to the post office. But the thing is, I've got one leg, and it's a twenty-two block round trip on the highway for me to go to that post office. And the fat ass mail lady has to walk around her truck and put it in my box, and she won't do it. Right. And I'm pissed. I, I think that's not fair. Yeah, I think it's extremely unlikely that the post office is going to actually have the sheriff bring you any paperwork whatsoever. Okay. They called him while I was there. Yeah, typically. Understood. All right, look, but I, I still think okay. it's more likely I'm, that if you go back, they will attempt to pursue it further. 
but I don't think it's very okay. likely they're going to try to actually involve the police before, at this time. Before you had a box at the end of your driveway, was the big old fat mail lady bringing the mail to your door? Yes, and I made it easy for them. I put the box in. I spent the money. I saved them 60 feet. Is it and then this- all of a sudden, and plus it took two months to get them to even do that with the VA. You know, so, I mean, I've gone out of my way, and I'm not a little sissy. I can take and drag her and the guy over the counter with one leg. I just got no problem with that. It's just that I they should just do that for me. For God's sake, it's my – and plus, then when I got my mail today, I got stuff that's, like, overdue that's sitting at the post office. You know, they didn't have the decency to bring bills and things. Is it the same I mean, mail lady? Is it the same mail lady who was delivering yeah, your door? it's a small town. It's a small town, 10 blocks, Gold Bar, Washington. Very small town in the mountains. Well, I, I know. Mean, I, just, listen, dude. I'm. I work for the post office. I'm a. I'm a rural carrier. Oh. I, I deliver in the okay. woods. I deliver in the, the woods, okay. and I deal with a lot of icy, yeah. snowy, nasty hills. And I'll tell you what. And, you, I'll, bet, and it, I'll bet you get out of your truck when you don't have to, and I'll bet you do it anyway. Because yes, because I, I cannot stand bringing mail back with me. Because guess what? I have to deal with it. I have to put it somewhere. So yeah, I'll be a little upset, right? But yeah, I'll, I'll I will deliver it. But if it's a repeat offender and I did not know that you had an issue, uh, I might decide to start keeping your mail at the post office in a box in a in a right. little tub. But they but they've known they know me well. And the other thing is, my best friend delivers mail in Bellevue, Washington. She's sixty four years old. She has to get out of her truck ninety six times for little old ladies because she feels sorry for them and she does it and her knees are bad. And you know that whole scenario. She's been doing it for thirty five years. Yep. Anyway, okay, I just wanted to say, I just think it's, I think it's very, and it's the same carrier. There's only like four of them. I mean, this town is, you know, 10 blocks long. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Most of us, couple, I'm, I'm going to say, yes. as far as my mail career is concerned, I'm going to say there are a lot of good mail carriers out there, a lot of hardworking mail carriers. There are. And some of them are some real bad apples, but you know what? That's just, that's, that's everywhere. So my question is, yeah, what happened? Did you... You know, did you rub did you rub the wrong shoulders with this lady, or did you you know piss off no, the, the, no, the post? Neighbor, the, no, one of my neighbors has a broke down car that's in the space that the mail truck's supposed to drive behind all the parked cars. So a lady had her car dropped off by a tow truck, and she's done it twice. I talked to her and her old man, and they were just like, you know, f you, um, right? And I was so I don't want to tangle with them. I mean, I am in a wheelchair, and the guy's big. But um, yeah, they just won't move it. So it's not you know, and this, and I know this mail carrier doesn't you have get to caught? do it up in this because i don't get i don't i haven't had any mail since thanksgiving are you and i knew that that was the issue but i went to the people that owned the car twice and i basically got the finger sort of like on the matrix you know yeah. the scene. okay and uh you know and then i called the big post but the thing is i know the carrier does not require to do it but they should do it quick question. i know that they don't have to go ahead can you just have the vehicle towed no, it's not mine, and the people are. It doesn't you know, have to they're be. It's the property yours. No, I live in an apartment complex, and I don't want to. You know, the people are having a hard enough time with the broken down thing as it is. I mean, it, it, you know, there's nobody in here rolling in bucks living in an apartment building. Yeah, well, the, you, it, you know, it, so I have sympathy for all of them. Yeah, Arya brings up a good point, though. That person with yes. the car, that broke down car, is making your life miserable and making your mail lady's life miserable. Someone, right. needs, someone needs to, to step to up. And if, right. yes, and if yeah, I you might just have to talk to him one more time and talk. Right. If I have to talk to him one more time, though, then I'm the one. I, I'm not nice that way. That's the. I'm trying to not. I, I mean, I'm. I'm angry. Well, I mean, it and sounds like you're big, out of sensible, simple, easy ways to do this. I mean, the. Yes. 
you, you're trying to be a nice and good person here and not make your neighbor's I'm life trying. more difficult. But and I but, can appreciate that, but they're not cooperating with you on this. Correct. No, they're not. So call the property manager or the owner of the apartment and be like, hey, look, uh, their car is broken down and hasn't been drivable in two and a half months or however long it's been since Thanksgiving. It's keeping me from getting mail, and I want it towed away. Is that a nice right. thing to do? No, but you've got to get your bills and crap. And by the way, enjoy uh, letters to your your, your mailbox uh, while you can. Enjoy it while you can because it's not going to last. It's killing us. It's killing us. Parcels, parcel deliveries, keeping us alive. This this damn letter to your door or to the end of your driveway is what is killing the post office. It can't survive. Well, Mike, thank you for the call. Uh, I don't know what else to suggest other than you know calling the property manager or the apartment owner and getting them to take care of the vehicle that is blocking your mail delivery. Yep. You asked the owners of the vehicle to move it, and they refused to cooperate. So, I mean, I'm not sure what else you can really do. Now, I've had issues with the mail carriers here in Keene as well, because if there is any ice in front of your mailbox, they are not delivering it. This is yep. freaking New Hampshire, dude. <laughs> hey, hey! Listen, I don't. You see my truck that I drive. That truck is not a tank. It's not a jeep. It's not four wheel drive. No, there but are, the, there ours are, there are, are actual mail carriers. There are driveways vehicles. that I can't get over. And hey. I'm sorry, you, I'm taking your mail back. But there's so much more to discuss. And like I said, free or talk live is coming up. Give us about ten minutes and head on over to dlive.freetalklive.com or twitch.freetalklive.com and listen to the. FCC free for your talk live. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post Show. I am Mark Edge coming to you from the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands. And today I've got on the line with me a longtime friend of Free Talk Live, Jacob Hornberger. Jacob, are you there? I am here, and it's an honor and a pleasure to be back with you, Mark. Thank you, and thank you for all putting up with all the audio problems I had. This is my first interview coming from the Mariana Islands, and it wasn't exactly easy. So thank you for your help with audio checks and all that stuff. Oh, you're welcome. The reason you're on the show is because... Turns out we're going to have a president in uh, November, or at least a president-elect, right? And every year, the good old Libertarian Party goes and they get ballot access in something like 46 to 50 states across the Union. And the last go-around with Gary Johnson, I think he got more votes than any Libertarian ever. Is that right? That's right. Now, um... Somebody has to fill those shoes. It doesn't look like Gary is interested in uh, taking on the mantle again, and I can certainly understand. Um, and you're one of those people, right? Well, I'm trying to be one of those people. I've got a lot of people I'm running against, and they're all worthy contenders, but I'm trying my best to become the nominee of this party. So the Libertarian Party, when are they going to do all this? I mean, are we having, uh, we're having debates and all these sorts of things. I know I was asked to, to MC one of them at one point. Yeah, it's an interesting process that the Libertarian Party elects by convention, a national convention. And so they have a series of state conventions. Each state Libertarian Party has a state convention leading up to the national convention where they elect delegates to the national convention. And then those delegates all get together in Austin of May, late May of this year and they select the nominee by popular vote. So it's going to be, and it's always quite a party. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, sort of party business that needs to be done, but everybody has a good time at the uh, national convention too. Oh yeah. They're great affairs. I mean, there's so much going on. They got speeches. If you're interested in that, 
They've got business sessions, if you like that sort of thing. They've got the, the big presidential debate. They have parties at night. Uh, I mean, they have luncheons, dinners. It, it's really a fun event. So uh, explain to me how exactly it goes down as far as the the nomination process. Let's say all the parties are done and, uh, you know, all the speeches have been given and now it's time to nominate our presidential contender. How's that work? Yeah, well, first let me say that even though a person's not a delegate, he can go to the convention and just buy the whatever package he wants. They have a variety of packages, you know, bronze package, silver package, you can go to you know, lp.org and you get all the information there. And so people that are, who are not delegates, they actually have a lot of fun too. They don't have any responsibilities. And so there's a lot of people there that are not delegates. So to answer your question, what happens is that a vote is taken of, uh, among all the nominees. After everything is said and done, a vote is taken. And each state reports what its votes are. So like you know, Texas will say, 30 votes for Jacob Hornberger, 25 votes for this candidate, 10 votes for this candidate, and they'll add up all the votes. Okay. And if a candidate gets more 50% plus one vote, then he's the nominee. If he doesn't get 50, more than 50% of the votes, they knock off the bottom vote getter, and then he's out, and then they have a second round of voting. And the same process starts over again. If somebody gets 50 plus one, he's it. If he's not, they'll drop the next guy off, the, the one at the bottom. And they'll just keep working all the way up to the top until there's ultimately only two. So, um, I mean, and what, when, when it gets down to two, then it, one of them has to get 51%, right? Well, not necessarily, because the Libertarian Party also has another option that is just part of the process, and that's none of the above. Mm. Yes, and the none of the above. That's on the ballot and, and, and all the ballots and all the elections that the LP has. And so it's theoretically possible for what they call NOTA or none of the above to win. And when does this all take place again? Um, this is May in, in Austin. Late May, I think it's May 23rd weekend right in there. And it's all in Austin. It's all in Austin and all the details. And you know, in case I got the date wrong, it's, it's all on LP.org. And so people can go there and get all the information. So what are you doing up until this point? Well, I'm operating on two levels. Uh, I'm operating intra-party where I'm going to state conventions every single weekend from now until the national convention at the latter part of May. So I've already been to, I think it's four, maybe three, not sure. Uh, then I'm going to Mississippi this weekend. The following weekend, I'm going to Nebraska, then California. There's Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, uh, Vermont, New Mexico. So every weekend, I'm traveling to these conventions and, and giving a talk. And some, some of these conventions have presidential debates, so I'm participating in those debates. So that's a lot of intra-party uh, activity to try to win the nomination. However, I decided to do something different. Um, the Libertarian Party has earned the, the right to be in the primary system in certain states. It's true. And in New so, Hampshire, I believe that – well, we certainly got it at one point. I don't know if we got it for this particular election, but not no, too long No, they ago. didn't get it. They didn't, unfortunately, they didn't have it for New Hampshire, which would have been a great opportunity to campaign up there along with the major parties. Uh, but they are in, on the ballot in North Carolina, uh, California – uh, Missouri, Nebraska, 
um, and a few others. So I decided to wage a very active campaign to win the Libertarian Party primary in North Carolina. Now, it's not binding on the delegates, but I figured this would give me a good chance to go out and campaign among non-libertarians, um, the, the, the electorate. And so that's what I've been doing in North Carolina. I've been targeting uh, gun shows. I've been buying tables at gun shows and just passing out literature and letting people know, you know, I'm a 100% gun rights advocate. I've also been targeting African-Americans on the racial bigotry of the drug war. And I've had a lot of success there. Um, a newspaper editor for a African-American newspaper in Raleigh just recently wrote a, in his weekly column that a very positive account of my campaign and said that even though he's an ardent leftist and to the left of Barack Obama, he's given very serious consideration to voting for me. And he's exhorting his readers to do the same thing uh, because of this, this bigoted drug war. He, he's the one that brought to my attention a, a black man in North Carolina that got a 200-year jail sentence for a nonviolent drug offense. Jeez. And he's been in jail for 25 years, and he still has 175 to go. And so I've been making that a signature issue among African Americans in North Carolina. I'm asking them to boycott the Republican and the Democratic Party primaries and come and vote for me and send these people a message. Yeah, you really can't talk about um, racial divide in this country without talking about the drug war. And nobody seems to put it together. So I, I applaud you for doing that. Um, when I mean, I know there's some debates going on. How do you try to distinguish yourself from these other candidates? One of the problems with a libertarian debate is, is that everybody's like, well, I wouldn't let the government do this and I wouldn't let the government do that. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't either. So it's all um, they all sound similar. Yeah, let me first address what you said earlier, um, that, that nobody gets his connection with the with the African-Americans in the drug war and the racial bigotry in the drug war and what I call a Jim Crow mass incarceration. Uh, actually, the people that do get it are African-Americans and especially the poorest echelons. I was campaigning among the poorest uh, neighborhoods in Wilmington with a one of my flyers that says uh, – Free Michael Holmes. He's the guy that got 200-year jail sentence and talking about the racial bigotry of the drug war. I've got a quote there by me that says it's the most racially bigoted government program since segregation. And I will guarantee you, Mark, everybody in that lower echelon understands exactly what's going on, the rotten nature of the criminal justice system because of the drug war. Now, if you go into you know, white middle-class America or well-to-do America, they don't get it at all. That, your point is absolutely well taken. They have no idea what's going on in the lower echelons with cops uh, abusing, humiliating, insulting blacks, uh, pat-down searches, stopping them as they're walking down a, a, a sidewalk or, or stopping them in a car and maybe even planting drugs on them. I mean, it's, it's a horrendous situation. All right, well, so your question about the debates – um, we, I mean, we're all basically on the same page. I mean, we're all libertarians, uh, but, but there are differences. I mean, you take like, for example, um, Medicare. Uh, there's, there's candidates who want to reform Medicare. It's, uh, it, it's for example, um, health savings accounts. That's a popular reform of Medicare. Uh, so they would argue. Yeah, I remember that, those. Hey, look, uh, I had one of those at one point. I, I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, well, it's it's a reform of a of the system, and that has no interest for me whatsoever. 
I, I reject all these reforms of, of what is really a socialist system. So my position is abolish Medicare and Medicaid immediately. And uh, on the supply side, repeal medical licensure. It's a, just a protection racket for healthcare providers. And that's the only solution to the health care crisis. Nothing's going to work. The health savings accounts or any other reform. And I, that's what I keep telling people. And I said it in the debate in Arizona. I said, anybody who thinks they're going to reform uh, health care, leaving this giant socialist structure called Medicare and Medicaid in place, is living in la-la land. If there is no reform possible that can make this system work. If, if there had been, they've, they would have already adopted it. And so the Democrats want to move to it a toward a full-fledged socialist system yes. because their, their, their partial socialist system has produced a perpetual crisis. Republicans, they want to reform. That's where the health savings accounts come in. Well, you've got libertarians that are adopting the, the Republican version thinking, well, that's a good midway point. People will respect us. They'll think we're credible because we're doing what the Republicans want. My position is let's stand for freedom. And freedom necessarily involves a repeal, a dismantling of socialist programs. Right. I mean, nothing's so expensive as a free program, and people really don't get this. Um, they, you know, they work their lives, they want their Medicare, and I get it. They want uh, universal health care, uh, you know, because it's so expensive to get health insurance. I get that too. I'm reading a book now called uh, The Elephant in Your Head or something like that, The Elephant in the Brain. And, uh, you know, in it, they reveal that. The first 10% of medical spending is useful. The next like 80% really has no effect on long-term longevity or anything like that. And then like the last 20% is actually detrimental. Don't forget that the third major cause, third cause of death in the United States is preventable medical error. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to doctors and that hospitals are bad or anything like that. But by the way, people catch MRSA in hospitals, uh, but that the, the spending, because it's so perverted by the marketplace, the spending is uh, way out of control. People show their care and their concern for other people by having the government spend more money on them, even though it's ineffective and doesn't do anything. And, uh, you know, ultimately, it's a broken system. The best way to do it is to allow families to determine who's um, where they're going to spend, how they're going to spend. And, uh, you know, the chips are going to fall where they do. Uh, Look at Steve Jobs. He made a decision to treat his cancer in a particular way. He eschewed some of the mainline uh, medical, uh, you know, choices and he got the results that he got. Now I can't say that the medical choices would have gotten him any different result, but I can say that he got to make a choice and the only way that you're going to get choice choice for chiropractic choice for uh, homeopathic or naturopathic or, you know, stem cell research in Mexico. I have no idea. The only way you're going to get to make a choice is if you have control of your own money because the government isn't an organization known for giving you choices. No, and, and if, if you look back, um, like when I was growing up, when, before Medicare and Medicaid, we had the finest healthcare system in the world. That uh, Doctors loved what they did in life. Uh, my doctor would make house calls. I think a lot of people had that experience. I mean, when, when we needed a tetanus shot, for example, because we had 
got cut or something, the doctor would just say, like on a weekend, hey, come by the house and I'll give you a shot here. And that's the way it was. And I, I grew up in a very poor city. The Census Bureau said that we were the poorest city in the United States, Laredo, Texas. And the doctor's offices were filled every day with poor people. And the doctors knew that half of them couldn't pay, but they never turned down anyone. They just felt it was their ethical duty to, to provide for the poor. The same with the local hospital. And there were innovations taking place. Then Medicare comes into existence along with Medicaid in the 60s. And that ends up destroying the healthcare. Oh, I should mention also, healthcare costs were low and stable. Nobody had major medical. They didn't need it. I mean, going to the doctors was like going to the, to the grocery store. You know, how many people have insurance for soaring grocery store prices? Right. Nobody does. And that's the way healthcare was. It was just low. It was stable. People would go in there and just pay cash. Uh, but when Medicare and Medicaid come into existence, it puts this enormous additional demand, artificial demand, government-induced demand on the entire system. That's when the healthcare costs started soaring. That's when you got all these perversions where the government provides a tax deduction for businesses that have health insurance for their employees so that when the employee leaves, he leaves without insurance. Uh, then you've got all these other conglomerations of doctors and healthcare providers making jerry rigging, trying to adjust until we are where, where we are today. And, and, you know, the Republicans say, oh, well, we just, all we need to do is abolish Obamacare. Well, there was a crisis, though, that precipitated Obamacare. There was a reason why Obamacare was adopted. And therefore, it's a cancer on the body politic. In order to get rid of this cancer, you have to do some radical surgery and excise Medicare, Medicaid. You got to get the government entirely out, entirely out of health care, a separation of health care in the state. And that's my position. And, it, and I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a position that's not shared by all the Libertarian Party presidential candidates. Yeah, I uh, there was a, there was a time when uh, y you know that that you could go to a hospital and it was a reasonable price and you didn't have to expect it to be so high but really what happened was when the government got involved with employers and you know forcing employers to have insurance and um, you know taxing so high so that employers felt the the need to provide the insurance for the employee this basically turned them into serfs or peons i mean you you pick your term i don't care but i don't want my health care provided by my employer I mean, that's ridiculous. When I go, I mean, how many different jobs have I had in my life? <laughs> and so if the employer provides the health care, then I'm sort of that much more stuck. This is what happens to government employees who get optical and dental and medical and all this other really great insurance. They tend to not get paid particularly well, but they get these all these benefits and they they can't leave the job and they become progressively more bitter. And then you deal with them at the DMV or the um, local town hall at the clerks of court or wherever it is. And it's just this, it, it's created an atmosphere of, of negativity and, and resentment. And, and, and it, and it shows uh, all over the place. I think it's worth another point pointing out is, is that before Obamacare three out of every $4 that were spent in the healthcare system was spent by the government. And now it's like seven out of eight. So it wasn't even the Obamacare wasn't even that big of an intrusion into medic uh, into the medical sphere. That was Medicare and Medicaid and all that other stuff. And that's what's screwing up the whole system. And, and your your term surf and serfdom is absolutely right on. 
I mean, as you know, Friedrich Hayek, the libertarian Nobel Prize winning economist, wrote a book called The Road to Serfdom. And um, I mean, that's really what, what the United States has been on, a road to serfdom for the last 50 plus years, uh, even longer since Roosevelt's New Deal. Uh, and then Johnson's Great Society. And, and so now you've got both political parties, Republicans and Democrats, that support every socialist program coming down the pike. And this has created what, what is rightfully called and what you refer to as a serfdom society. And, and this is what, what Americans don't yet realize, libertarians realize it, that this is not a free society, that it's, it's a serfdom society. And, but yet you ask the average American, do you think you live in a free country? He'd say, oh, absolutely. I thank the troops for my freedom every day. Well, we libertarians have broken through to reality. We know that a serfdom society is not a free society. And that's one of the reasons why I've entered this race. I want to live in a free society, Mark. And I, I know there's a lot of people in this movement who have given up and said, no, it's, it's, it's over. The welfare, warfare, state way of life, the serfdom society is here to stay forever. The best we can do is reform it, try to make uh, peace with it, make it better. I say I reject all that. I think that we have an excellent chance of bringing about a major transformation in American society toward freedom. And the important thing is you don't ever give up in a battle when you're dealing with freedom. Jacob Hornberger, we need as many candidates running for the Libertarian Party nomination as we can possibly get that that have an, a crystallized and undaunted libertarian message. And you're one of them. Thank you so much for running. And uh, I think it's worth pointing out, you've done so much work in the libertarian world throughout the decades. Is this your first run, by the way, for president? Uh, no, I actually threw my hat in the ring in 2000 at the convention, national convention, uh, uh, and uh, I lost soundly. And then two years well, later, I, nothing wrong with losing to Harry Brown. No, no. Uh, and, uh, you know, I got beat. And then two years later, I ran for U.S. Senate here in Virginia against John Warner, a Republican incumbent, and got soundly beat. And so uh, if at first you don't succeed, you know what the old saying says. You just got to keep going. And, you got uh, you, you know, I mean, I don't. Look, anything can happen any given Sunday, as it were, in a presidential election. Uh, this was the, the largest turnout for a libertarian ever, and people are liable to get a choice in 2020 that they do not like. So what I appreciate from the Libertarian Party and the reason that I continue to vote for the Libertarian for president is because they give me a choice at the very least – that is less distasteful than the other guys. And so, um, in, you know, I'd love to have a candidate that I can get really excited about, but, and you would be one of those candidates. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, I think we, uh, you know, the libertarian party just has to continue to provide Americans a choice. And that's what the, the role seems to be. And up to this point, it's worked out. So, you know, I support it. Well, I'm the same way. I mean, I always vote libertarian, but you know, it's there are certain candidates that it's just very difficult for me to get excited about and passionate about, and those those are ones that are running Republican light or Democrat light campaigns. I mean, I what I get excited about is the campaign of principle. I mean, that's what I want to run as the nominee of this party. I mean, we call ourselves the party of principle, and that's not a label that others have put on us. This is a label that we have put on ourselves. And I, I think it's incumbent on us, if we're going to have that kind of label, that we run candidates that are running ca 
campaigns that are based on libertarian principles rather than Republican light or Democrat light principles. I mean, we are libertarians. And as far as I'm concerned, we have to fight as libertarians. We might go down, but at least we go down fighting as libertarians and rather than Republican lights or Democrat lights. I mean, I think you got to be true to yourself. And that's the only chance you have to get the electorate to be attracted to your philosophy. When you try to be somebody you're not, that just doesn't inspire enthusiasm, excitement, or passion as far as I'm concerned. How do people find out more about your campaign, Jacob? Uh, Come to visit jacobforliberty.com. I've got a really active blog site where I'm keeping people apprised with videos and, and, uh, and blog posts and other things about what I'm doing on the campaign trail, then the appearances section, people can see all of the conventions I've been going to both before my formal announcement and before my announcement. And then I've got um, just all other kinds of stuff, my positions on various issues. Uh, So that's the place to come is jacobforliberty.com. Jacobforliberty.com. Jacob Hornberger, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I really appreciate some support. People will see that I'm traveling every weekend, and these are not cheap. You know, you got flights and hotels and registration fees and so forth, and any help that people can give me. I mean, people have been very generous. It's just really gratifying. And uh, so the donations range, you know, from an average of 25 uh, all the way up. I've gotten some $2,800 donations, which is the maximum. So I'd really appreciate any help that people can give me. You know, we don't have the big money that the two parties have. And uh, they have they have the money and they have the power enough to keep us off the ballot, as you pointed out, in several states because they're, they're scared of the competition. Uh, but we have something different. We have principles. We have ideals. We have sound ideas on liberty. And I'll put those up against all the money and power in the world. Are you accepting crypto, Jacob? No, we haven't set up for that yet. <laughs> well, I have to, to ask. Give, have to cash in and donate. <laughs> um, what are the methods for donation over at? Uh, uh, you can go right online. We use a really nice, uh, you know, fairly famous software uh, called uh, Anadot, and uh, it's all safe and secure. Or people can just send me a check. Uh, for at Jacob for uh, Jacob Hornberger for President Campaign Committee PO Box forty six oh six Broadlands Virginia two zero one four eight and that's on the on the website as well and in the, in the donation page. But the simplest thing really is just to to make the the the, uh, the donation online, and that's where about ninety eight percent of my donations are coming. Jacob for Liberty dot com. <laughs>